The James Whale Show on Talk Radio. Hey. Oh, what? Welcome or unwelcome? No, come yeah, in, sit down. Yeah. Nice. Um, what what was your it? first record that you ever bought? First record I ever bought was Ryan Paris' La Dolce Vita. Oh, oh yeah. Living life like a now, Julie Smith. <laughs> yeah, Julie. This time we got it right. <laughs> It's amazing what he knows. Julie Smith said the first record I bought was Arrows and a Touch Too Much. You remember that one? Sing it, Ash. Just make it up. I do know. I do know this one. Oh, yeah. This is Dolce Vita. Well, I could act like Kraftwerk. <laughs> Auto power. Okay, here's a, here's another thing we were talking about tonight. I don't know how we got onto this, but I, I found what Eamon was doing on Drive. So oh, just, we're doing well, that now, just to yeah. cover show what's, stuff. What's your favourite wine gum? Well, this yeah. is no. <laughs> Why do glamorous ladies go for scruffy-looking blokes? That's quite good. That could fill well, up a line. Line. Yeah, yeah. Verify that is not yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, single men are smellier than those in yeah. relationships. That's I on had Drive a shower for two days. Yeah, yeah. well, there that we is are. Makes sense. You, yes, yeah. pheromones, um, isn't it? And where yeah. did you meet your first date? Where? Because I met Mrs. W outside HMV in Oxford Street. We were talking about HMV and the fact it's been saved. But you know, there used to be a place wherever you were. For him, it was the the bottom of the ramp in New Street. And, yes, um, it was Slough Bus Station. Was it Slough Bus Station? Yeah, yeah. Classic. There was always classic. a place. Classic you used brutalist to... architecture. Slough Bus Station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's beautiful. That's where you meet for a yeah. date. You've been yeah. to Slough Bus Station. Well, it, yeah, because if you live to. Oh. Yeah, they built like a trendy one. Oh, you see, they'll, they'll regret that. Like Birmingham, the old Birmingham Library. Yeah. yeah. They slag it off and then they go, oh, we miss it. The yeah. old Birmingham Library was great. The yeah. new one's a bit. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's cost yeah. a fortune. Yeah. Look, we run out of time because Malcolm says, James, the first record I purchased from EMI was an LP in a tribute to Cold Porter by Ambrose, and I still have it. So I knew we'd get some culture on the programme, but I bet yeah. Sam can't find that one. Of course he can't. No. 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 Uh, so that's it. We're back at seven. Ian's here <laughs> after the news. Thank you very much indeed. Well, is that it? Yeah, lots of Muslims and Brexit. No, and... we've got Robbie Vincent coming in. Oh, yeah, really? Robbie Vincent. Robbie Vincent's, Vincent's telephone programme. <laughs> <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, the late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? My name's Catherine Boyle. Welcome, Catherine. Thanks. It's nice, nice, Catherine. It's <laughs> nice to see you. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Uh, we've been saying this for ages, um, but he's here. Robbie Vincent's here. Hello, Robbie. Uh, oh, good morning. Oh, no, it's good evening, isn't it? Good evening. And we've got to say as well, your boy is here, Oliver. Nice to see you, Oliver. Hello. <laughs> Oliver doesn't want to be on the show, guys, but he's in the studio. He's, he's part a- of the-, the strange thing is, he's actually my daughter. Okay. He, he masquerades as my 
my son. Well, he masquerades <laughs> very, very well. No, he is now, my son. Robbie, we, I, we tried to get you ages ago. Yeah. And then what, then... He was on his travels, he told me. Oh, man. Yeah, I want, no, but, but there were other reasons. That was a, a, a near here. It was a pretty dramatic, wasn't it, a traumatic time, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with London Bridge and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I was on the edge of travelling as well. Uh, and I thought that I'd go and travel and then I hoped that you'd invite me back. And we didn't, so you sent us an email. That's right. Saying, please, come on, guys, on with this. Be- I begged booking. you. I where- begged you. I said, <laughs> I-, I must get at least one night out. <laughs> where, where did you go travelling? Um, well, uh, India. Uh, or uh, India, uh, Germany. One of the things I have done, uh, I've doing the job that we do, yeah. uh, it gets in the way of travelling. And I, I just love travelling. Yeah. Um, so I went back to India, and where else have I been? Cologne. Uh, I went there, and uh, somewhere else which I can't. How remember. did you find India? Because I I spent years in it. On a map, years. actually. Well, thank you very much. Turn left at Greenland. No, no, no. <laughs> Get on a plane. Who knows where he's going? <laughs> I struggled with India. I went and I enjoyed. I went there my, on my honeymoon. I enjoyed it. But I felt, I, I don't know, I, I felt I'd, I'd done it, I don't need to go back. I understand that completely. Yeah. Uh, but I did go the soft way yeah. uh, and uh, the posh way with a small P. Um, but I also got to see the bits that put people off yeah. uh, big time. Uh, and me being there, spending my money there... You know, the guy who was selling this and selling that might be a bit richer uh, tomorrow because yeah. I bought something off him. And that's the way I try. Oh, no, exactly. And I, I mean, I and look at it now. They've got more money than us. Isn't it? They're doing um, space missions. I mean, you can't afford an ice cream there no, anymore. You can't. <laughs> I, I did 20 years ago. I spent three months in Pakistan. Man alive. That was... Uh, Interesting. That was an eye-opener. That was something. I was... I was this is, sounds like a joke. I was the body double for Christopher Lee in a movie that filmed in Pakistan. Imagine. And he told me off, he, it, we, there was only one set of clothes, and I had to keep going up to him, Christopher, can I have your clothes now? I'm going to be you. And I'm never forgetting, Karachi, over 100 degrees in the sun on a bus, and it's just me and him, and he stood there in his underpants, just laying into me. This is outrageous. You're coming to get these clothes. This is not what you... And I just had to go, I'm very sorry, Christopher. And uh, just You don't look anything like Christopher Lee. I wa- well, I was, I was tall and slim at the time. I'm still tall. I'm not slim now. I was talking about travelling, and, and you, you, that you reminded me. Who's the guy who plays Poldark? Uh, oh, Aidan... Aidan... Quinn. Flynn? Flynn. Jim? It, it, ridiculously good-looking man. Yeah. Um, I moved into an apartment by the sea, and there's a guy cooking. I thought, I'm not having this. Yeah. A, a barbecue, and I sort of got, went to this place hoping to be totally alone this guy having a barbecue the smell of the barbecue oh. so I went out <clears throat> and I said oh hi I've moved in I'm pleased to have a barbecue when are you going to put it out that sort of <laughs> chat you know and I went back in and I said to my wife he's putting it out soon and I said you know who he is don't you he's a man who plays Bulldog oh. she said no you're winding up I said he is it's the man who plays Bulldog Aidan Turner Aidan Turner like I said yeah. so off she toddles and looks out. And within five minutes, she's got her high heels on, oh. a fantastic dress. And I said, so it wasn't wow. Aidan Turner then. <laughs> and it was. It was Aidan <laughs> Turner. And a little while later, this guy walks by. Yeah. I'm sitting looking out. And, he, and you were talking about the clothes dressed up as Poldark. Yeah. So I went out and I said, oh, it's the barbecue man dressed up as Poldark. Why was he dressed up as Poldark? Well, because they were filming there. Right, OK. Bay... 
you know? He was And he was in a... Uh, and we were watching the drones, yeah. which have all got a bad name. Yes. I mean, don't call yourself drone, whatever you do. No. But the, watching the drone go out, you know, and uh, shooting all the film was quite amazing. Yeah. But, but but it wasn't as good as your Christopher Lee story. Thank you look you nothing much. like Christopher Lee. Uh, but so you were like a clothes peg. Well, I was like a... But they, they would... Sh- they, I, had, I was tall and slim, so I was the same height as, as Chris, Chris, big Chris, oh. as we called him. And they gave me a, a mask, a Christopher Lee mask, to wear. Did you not know that? No, I didn't know about oh, the I mask. Had, I, had a I just thought you were far away. I was far away and out of focus. Quite often you'd see two Christopher Lees. You'd see him when he was alive and then him was supposed to be dead and I was the guy in the background that was out of focus. So did you have like a rubber mask like Bo Selector? Yes, I had a rubber mask. Yeah, yeah, for Christopher Lee. Anyway, let's buy the buy. 0344 499 1000 if you want to give us a call. Robbie Vincent is here. Robbie Vincent, radio host, television host. Um, and we were saying... And I'm just going to blow a little bit of smoke up your old Jaxie, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. Blow a bit of smoke up the Jaxie. It's, it's a phrase. Um, not, not, not an expression I recognise from the streets of Leeds. It's going to flatter you. With, with, great, with great apologies to those of you who live in Scotland, yes. I don't know what <clears throat> blowing a bit of smoke up your Jaxie means. But <laughs> I'm going to say something nice about oh, you. That's what that's it is. Sweet. You were one of the first, if not the first, late night, radio phone-in host in this country. The first one? To yeah. do a, a full straight... Yeah, I was a fairly rare animal, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was because there was no television. This is how it all started. Yeah. Uh, when television stopped, it shut down at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. I just thought uh, that I was employed by the BBC at the time as a uh, radio journalist, and I just thought it would be a good idea to have a programme and an opportunity for local BBC radio to have someone listening to it. Yeah. Um, and I said it would be a good idea, wouldn't it, to do a programme? And I ended up doing a phone-in show. Uh, and that's really yeah. was the birth of mass listen-to phone-in oh. radio because people had nothing else to do. You're responsible for LBC, so thanks a lot for that. You, you basically <laughs> created that beast. That's a direct result. Was it as simple as that? Because we'll talk about the music. We're going to do this all out of order, if you don't mind. We'll talk about the music in a bit. But was it as simple as that? You just thought, oh, maybe maybe people phoning in for yeah. three or four hours. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was aware of uh, phone-in radio in America. Right. Uh, and like you had an interest in radio per se, yeah. Uh, and I just thought it was very strange that such a successful animal in America didn't live in the UK. Yeah. And I thought that the closing down of television was a perfect time to try it out. And to uh, to uh, give the BBC total credit, they let me learn broadcasting live on air. Wow. Because um, I had very little uh, broadcasting experience. But the phoning thing is, in, in a way, run by the dear listener. How are you, dear listener? Good morning. Uh, is run by the listener. Um, admittedly, if you get an idiot at the other end, it completely destroy it. But I think most people can be a good listener. Yeah. And I was an okay listener. Yeah. Uh, an okay listener. And I understood being in London what they were talking about, and I'd been there and been brought up in a similar way. And did you get the? Do you, do you remember the first show? Did you get phone calls first show, or did you have to spend a little time coaxing them and uh, um, training them? Um, I, I, the things I can remember and were, I think it was called the GPO at the time. GPO yeah. at the time ran the phone system, and yeah. we just blew the local exchange up, literally. Brilliant. 
And, uh, of course, they came along and said, oh, no, this isn't possible. You can't have 25 people on the same line. We had 50 people. No, 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 we're the GPO. <laughs> and that's what it was like in those days, complete nonsense. Yeah. We had we had the people listening to the programme and we had the people on the overloaded phone lines yeah. talking to each other, completely yeah. separate from the programme. That's how popular it was. Wow. People loved it. Oh, so when they were off air, oh, they yes. were talking to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was I think it was the Robbie Vincent <clears throat> telephone show club that none of us heard. It was probably a dance site more interesting the, what with, I was doing with, and, with one-to-one with the here's the thing, with all the advances in technology, we've tried and we can't do it on this, this stupid system we got. That's too... They, they, they've made this system so good that you can't... We've tried to have people offline They chat to each, each other on Twitter now, don't they? They do, I suppose. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, 0344 499 1000. Call in as if it were a normal show. Call in if you want yeah, to speak to Robbie shy. specifically. Don't um, be shy. Uh, uh, Robbie, say hello to Alan. We've got Alan Caddick. Alan, how are you, sir? I remember the old jingle. Wobby Vincent attacking your rhythm buds. Tickling your rhythm buds. <laughs> wow. Is that and, one of your old and, jingles? Uh, yeah, something like that. And also shaking your bass spins. <laughs> Do you remember that one? the old radio on day. And mashing up your yards. Do you remember that one? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I do, Robbie. <laughs> hey. Gosh, that brings back. How are you? Oh, not bad, Robbie. I've got a killer question for you. What's that? During your days of Radio 1, what was the most unusual thing to ever happen to you live on air? Well, you, you were at Radio 1 for a while. A short ten years. while. Was it ten, you ten years at Radio you, 1? Somebody interviewed me about... Oh. This, this is the truth. This is, somebody interviewed me last week or the week before about my time at Radio 1. Yeah. He was spooky. He knew more about me than I knew about myself. There you go. I was on Radio 1 for 10 years, uh, one slab of 10 years and one of two or three, and I did the last... My last Radio 1 show was on the last day of the 80s. What about that? There you go. Yeah. What did you ask me a question before we were interrupted, dear listener? Oh, yes, the most unusual thing that had happened? (laughs) Yeah. The most unusual thing that happened to me on Radio 1, nothing. Nothing unusual. What do you uh, mean unusual? Like someone, like a guest dying or, or something black? What do you mean? Like an unexpected exclusive. An, well, an unexpected exclusive. That's a t- I don't um, know about you, Robbie. It all blends into one. Yes, it does. I, well, I mean, I was looking forward to the... No, I won't. I won't. I won't. Because he's, he's the sort of person that might uh, send a lawyer's letter to me. Uh-oh. Uh, So I I won't read the most. uh, Ask me another question. Ask me something deeply personal. Have you ever considered doing a radio on Woco? Haven't I ever considered doing? Well, I tell you what. (laughs) I tell you what. If I had the choice of going to jail or doing a Radio One roadshow, all right. Guess which one I would choose. Jail. Yeah. You're right. I couldn't do a Radio 1 roadshow. I mean, all those people, and I said in this interview, you know, that I was there during the time when they all thought they were rock stars, and they were. I mean, these people would, in a way, have more people wanting their autograph than some of the top rock stars of the day. And a lot of them had no musical taste whatsoever, knew nothing about music, but it was a different time. Uh, Radio 1 wanted rock stars, and they got them with massive egos. But I was lucky, uh, because I was there 
with great broadcasters like Roger Scott, who, in my opinion, oh. is the greatest all-time DJ almost ever. Friends with his, I was friends with, with his son, um, who, who passed away, it turns out, a few years ago. His, son, his son passed away. Oh, I used to do Kung Fu with his son, and I Did would you? go round to his house when I was, like, 14, 15 years old. 13, 14, and Roger was there. I didn't have a clue who he was. Oh, great I didn't DJ. think anything of these... Beach Boys albums on the wall, signed by Dennis and Brian, and didn't think any of that. I just went around to play video games. And then a few years later, when Roger died, it's like, oh, God, I was in his house. Yeah. The legend, you know, one of the greatest broadcasters. But, 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 but I was there. You see, he was a non-ego, as was Alan Freeman. Yeah. Thoroughly nice man. So I was very lucky, dear listener, that I was there when, by the time I got to do my show, all those big egos had been blown down the loo uh, and had gone away. So it was a more pleasant time for me uh, than it was for perhaps uh, some others who were serious about their music. Alan, I hope that answers at least one of your questions. And thank you very much. Thank you, very much indeed. Thank you, Alan. Bye bye. Thank you uh, very much for calling. Speaking like of egos, James James Well finishes at ten, but he and you were telling me that you haven't worked with him before. No. But he was saying, when I came in, I said, oh, we've got Robbie Vincent coming in. He said, oh. And he was saying that when he was the DJ at Top Shop, were you a DJ, were you a DJ in a shop? No, that's, I, I thought this was some guy who'd wandered in off the street accusing me of doing terrible things. And of course, it was the very handsome James Whale. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, I wasn't. He, he, he seemed, I wasn't a DJ no. till after yeah. I'd spent a lot of years on the evening standard. Yeah. So no, I never, I, I never DJed in a shop. Okay. Well, listen, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll Will talk you? about. The... Will we be back? Or is this? Is this? This is it. We're done. Thanks for coming in. That was. Oh, uh... <laughs> we'll be back. I want to know? I want to know more? Oh three. Oh oh. And we've got George in Hampstead coming up to talk to you. Oh, George. What's the phone? Give me the phone number. I'd love to do the phone number for you. Right. This right. is something I used to have to remember, and. Uh, um, hang on a minute, he's writing it down for me. Uh, now, dear listener, get involved, don't be shy, 0344-499-1000. And if you don't call, you're in big trouble. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. <laughs> That's a story we all want to hear. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Gosh, that timing with the red light and the microphones going live was was, was perfect, Sam. Thank you. Uh, Can I just say in reaction to that that we're not going to discuss any further? We've heard that before. Robbie Vincent is uh, here in the studio with us. Um, you know, the innovator in terms of, of phone-in radio. Um, uh, now, a great, a big soul head, soul DJ. You you kind of... Um, well, tell me how you, you got started with soul music. Um, again, I, I, I often get asked this, and I think I had a... Um, I, the thing about music is that everybody has their own favourites, and everybody still, it doesn't matter uh, what year, what, what, what uh, decade in recent times that is. Uh, if you go around somebody's house, they want to play you something they love. Yeah, Whether it be a classical piece, a reggae tune, and they every, all of us, yeah. we've all got favourite tunes, which we would love somebody else to hear because we love them. Mm. And me, I thought, oh, it would be lovely, wouldn't it, to be able to share my guests' 
as to what people might li- like as a big room. Mm. So a big room in my house, and they give me a radio transmitter. Uh, and that's what attracted me to playing music. Plus, I admired what was going on on pirate radio. Mm. Uh, I grew up in that time. <clears throat> and also, I used to listen to, um, in the old days, the Americans were based in uh, Germany, and one of the few outlets of popular music was Radio Fadenberg, which was really a pain because it kept disappearing in and out and you couldn't hear it. And it was better than that. It was yeah. the American Service Broadcast uh, had a station in Berlin. OK. Uh, I think it was Berlin. Anyway, you could hear it in the UK. And, of course... What year is this we're we talking about? Oh, 1852. OK, all right, so uh, a while ago. But, but, but in the 60s, yeah. I suppose it must have been... Uh, uh, or, or before, and of course they'd be playing all this stuff. He says it's great, you know, it, uh, uh, like everything from the blues to the soulful stuff. And I think that's where I heard it. And then, of course, you get the Steely Dan's, and you get the bridges into soul. And uh, uh, I, I had a friend who was a huge soul. So all, all, all of this, I think, it's a mixture of all that. And uh, again, uh, BBC London, which nobody listened to whatsoever. Mm. Uh, allowed me to learn how to be a DJ uh, on air. Uh, on air, That's and, the best and, way and to do this it. is this is true. And I started off uh, by playing uh, the Rod Stewart's and the Slade and all the very popular things. Yeah. I used to Nick Roscoe's hits as well. He used to get all these great exclusives on Radio 1 I had a right hand man who would record them and as soon as he'd finished playing it I'd have it on air and so I had all these great exclusives anyway and and, and I gradually introduced uh, some jazz and some soul in the last hour and then the program, because nobody noticed, became all soul yeah. and jazz. And uh, and I actually, this is true as well, I didn't realise how popular it was till I stopped doing it. Right. And people said, oh, you know, we used to go straight down. The record shops did. They, they'd have a stampede of people going in with something I played, saying, yeah. have you got it? Uh, those that were uh, interested in that uh, type of music. But it's a, it, I, I can never answer that question. Yeah. I, I, never, I mean, what, what, why did you become a broadcaster? No, exactly. It's, as, as it came out, it's like it, it was a dumb question. I, I can kind of tell you why. I, was, I wanted to be an actor. And I couldn't get any acting work, so I did some stand-up, and then I got a job as a presenter on a TV show, and suddenly I'm a presenter for the last yeah. 20 years. That's that's how. And, and I was lucky enough that about 15 years ago, the TV work dried up. But back in those days, radio stations were being very, very lazy, and they were getting presenters who'd just been on the TV, thinking, well, if they were on TV, then they can do radio, because radio's easier than TV. Mm. Which, of course, it isn't. It's a different, no. it's a different thing altogether. And I was allowed to... I learned on LBC, actually, pretty Did much. You? I learned on LBC under David Lloyd. Um, I learned my, my trade on a Saturday, Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday night, you know, for just, just going on and getting it wrong. And David would take me in and go, well, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And eventually it kind of clicked. Best, best job in the world, as you know, doing mm. radio. I, I used to... I used to... I must say, I used to enjoy this time of night. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, and and LBC stories, I mean, uh, things were desperately tight because uh, it was very competitive. We used to share newspapers. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, on, on, on a station that lived on news yeah, yeah. and current affairs. Tell me about it. Uh, and And <laughs> we had to share, and very often someone would have cut a story out. 
And oh, oh. Robbie, it still happens. This is my bugbear. You come in and you go through the papers, and there's a squeak. Well, I mean, who I, does that? I'm, I'm being here. I'm in, uh, to me. This is like a shag pile carpet. <laughs> uh, it really, honestly, in comparison to some of the places you I've want to been, see it after Raymond's luxurious show. shag pile <laughs> carpet. I mean, yeah, the lights are down. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's been going on on the carpet, but I mean... Shagpile. Uh, yeah, but seriously... <laughs> uh, dear listener, it's after 10 o'clock. Yeah, we're allowed to talk about shagpile carpets. But then, so, so OK, how did you get into, into radio? Because you say you started out as a, a proper journalist. Well, I left the... Um, I was in a... Uh, and I didn't drink alcohol, and I was in a pub one night uh, where lots of the Evening Standard writers and reporters would gather in the pub. And I worked in the old Fleet Street, remember? Right. My first job was a tea boy for other people. And um, I got this job on the Evening Standard. Uh, goodness knows how, but we all need a bit of luck. And I was in the pub one night, and I was looking at the people around me, and I thought, I don't want to get old. I don't want to drink my one day start drinking and get mm. old like this lot. Um, and I'd always had an interest in radio, and I'd been out to Radio North Sea, which hung around in the uh, rough North Sea for a while after the pirate ships were shut down. And I thought, oh, I'd like to get into radio. And I saw an advert for uh, people wanted at BBC London. Mm. And, of course, being a London station, they wanted London people. Well, I was an Evening Standard reporter, so I knew my way around more or less. Yeah. Or I have been, you know, like covered the troubles in Belfast and done the Keeler trial and the Cray trial. So I knew my way around a little bit. Uh, and I got a job. And I thought, good gracious me, people, person like me who doesn't <laughs> speak proper English. Mm. And that's the reason I got the job, I think, because I didn't speak proper English. A big thing back in those days. Oh, yes. With the received pronunciation oh, being the, the, oh. the thing. To have someone with, who spoke like a Londoner no. was a big deal. No, no. Uh, or, or had an accent. Yeah. I mean, the, the great thing about broadcasting now, I, I mean, I, it's great that you hear a Scottish accent, someone from Yorkshire, someone from Devon. Uh, I love that. I, I, I used to be appalled. I was told by a Radio 1 controller or deputy controller uh, to go away and learn how to speak properly Ooh. before I got a job on Radio 1. Wow. And he'll know who he is. Uh, I won't name him Johnny Bailey, but I did go away. And uh, I thought, well... And I didn't really quite understand that. Yeah. I, I didn't see why... You had to fit in to what all those other bozos sounded no. like. And they had, um, there was at least one regional accent on there, the Scottish guy who died, Stuart Henry. OK, yeah. Uh, who, but he was very rare, uh, very, very rare in those days. The token accent. Uh, yeah, well, most yeah, most of them had that, uh, yeah. oh, this is what you need to sound like. Oh, yeah. It's a bit Barry White. Should we <laughs> take, do you want to take a couple of calls? We've got um, Philip in South Norwood. Philip, you're through to Robbie. Oh, good evening, Ian, and good evening, Robbie. How are Robbie, you, Philip? Uh, very well indeed, and we've spoken many, many times over the years. Have we? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm you you owe him money, Robbie. Come on, pay off. <laughs> I'm going to remind you, Robbie, of two programmes that stayed with me forever. They were the transatlantic hookups you did with we WMCA. Yeah. Yep. And KCBS. Yep, in uh, San Francisco. Yes. Tell, hang on a minute, Felix. We were talking about this before we came on air. Tell us again about how you, you got <clears> that, <throat> that hookup with an American station. Again, a big deal at the time. Yeah. Uh, Philip, can I, can I take time out and just explain how that happened? Is yes. that okay with you? You go ahead. That's why I phoned. Okay, try and stay awake. 
Yeah, because <laughs> you might be the last caller for the rest of the night. Stay away. Um, I discovered that the BBC had a permanent line uh, between London and New York, and this was a news line and was only used when there was a big American news story. And I did a deal with them that I borrowed that line. Uh, the agreement was that if a big news story broke, we would just stop broadcasting that particular uh, link-up. It never happened, and I got I got in touch with WMCA. Peter yep. Strauss ran the station, yep. loved the idea, was very kind and very friendly to me, and that's how we did it. And you liked that, did you, Philip? Oh, yes, I, re- I remember the, the, the Peter Strauss, and the one I remember for a personal reason, the KCBS one, one of the topics you had and it's still being talked about today, was Doctor Who. Oh. Because Doctor Who was very popular in America. It was. And the discussion was who was going to be the next Doctor Who. Nothing changes, does Nothing it? Doesn't. Nothing You're changes. Right. You're right. And I suggested, I thought something outrageous, let's have an American woman. Mm. Oh. And I was reading today that Whoopi Goldberg wanted to do it, but I suggested that it might have a go for B. Arthur... From the Golden Girl, <laughs> and 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 the reaction from from several of the callers was favourable. Oh yes, we'd love that. You you I should think. be you should be running. What a brilliant idea! Yeah, you should be running Doctor Who. So that would be a great casting, Philip. I'm going to have to give uh, you that. Uh, uh, and, uh, very good. And, and just finally, Robbie, I know you're going to have a lot of calls. I will never ever forget my mother when I came in from work. I worked on the buses. I would come in about two o'clock. And she said to me, oh, she said, I've just been listening to Robbie, she said. And she, she, she loved your show, Robbie. Long, I'm afraid she's long gone. But she loved your show, and it was a regular highlight of her day. Oh, how nice. Thank you. No, Thank you. Uh, Thank it's you. nice to talk to you. Thank you for oh. the uh, uh, American link-ups, and uh, thank you very much for the story the about Doctor. Robbie and you, Ian. Thank okay. you, Philip. Take care, mate. Philip's been phoning. Well, he's been phoning me for years and years. Obviously, phoning you years and years ago. Philip, Philip he obviously misses me. Yeah, he does. I give him. I give him your number. Um, <laughs> speaking of giving people numbers, Rainbow George, George from Hampstead. You're through to Robbie Vincent. Hello there, Robbie. I'm not in Hampstead. I'm in Highgate okay, nowadays. So, oh, I th- oh, yes, you've obviously moved up market since we last spoke. I don't <laughs> I, blame you getting out of Hampstead and in very posh Highgate. Uh, for the benefit of the other dear listener, George, we should understand uh, that you and I go back a long way and uh, we've had more conversations probably than pints of beer I've ever drunk. Do you think that's possible? No, I, I don't think we had that many, but... Uh, <laughs> it, it, Still as contrary as ever. <laughs> I, I, I remember the f- first one was early in 1985, and I'd recently entered the political arena with a party called Captain Rainbow's Universal Party, and we had a very nice conversation. I think I lost you at the end of it, but... Uh, yeah, it couldn't have been me cutting you off, of course. No, no, it was quite a... Listen, mate, I'll tell you what, we need you back. We really need you back now with this Brexit nonsense. You, (laughs) there are two people who could sort it. You're one of them, uh, and the other's Lord Such. Ah, yes. Monster-raving loony party, and that man, I always remember one of his greatest ideas was to use the Butter Mountain as ski slopes. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it, we, we formed an alliance together. We, you we did, be, yes, you did. We, we became the Rainbow Alliance. But, a, but, but great thinker. A great, I mean, hugely underrated. And he would be good, wouldn't he, at Brexit time? No, absolutely. Mm. And, and, and uh, some of the things he campaigned for actually came into law, like passports for pets and things like that. And, yeah. and oh. uh, hugely and under, uh, hugely underrated. Uh, I, 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 I will never, I'll never forget you, George, and I'll never forget Lord Such as their contribution to British politics. And if only you were both younger, I'd send you over to see that Merkel. And I'd send you into Paris, and they would be so confused, we <laughs> would end up in, with in, the in, greatest possible deal the world has ever seen. In, in, in our first call, Robbie, I, I was talking about Britain and Ireland joining together and becoming the Emerald Rainbow Islands, oh, I yeah. said at the time, and now sort of uh, 30, 34 years later or whatever, it's... I'm still saying the same thing. I, st I still think that that is what is going to emerge out of all of this, that uh, we'll have our Brexit and then there'll be a, an I-Rexit and Ireland will leave and we, we'll join together and, and lead the way to uh, a new European Union that will yeah. be, be wonderful. We'll have a bridge to uh, we'll have a bridge to Berlin. We'll have a bridge to Paris. And we just hop on there and get on the Boris bus and a Boris bike and get over there. I tell you what, George, you are a man of a certain age, and this is a very serious question. Seventy-eight and a third. I, well, have you had a check? from Boris Johnson yet. No. Uh, ah, because that huge amount of money on the side of his bus, I thought everybody over 75 would be getting a cheque uh, just to prove that what he was saying was absolutely true. Lovely to talk to you, George. Thank, thank you, George. Touch thank you, you George. very, very much. 0344 499 let Let's try Noel Taylor. Good evening, Noel. Hello, Ian, Kath and Robbie. Hello, Noel. What have we got for us um, tonight? Can I talk about anything? Can he talk about anything? I guess so, mm, sure. Yeah, of course you can talk about anything. Th thanks, Rob. Nothing to do with me. I'm just a humble guest. <laughs> I've just invented putting mirrors on the light side of the moon in order to create a paradise Earth. Thus, there will be no night. Well, there'll be night only at certain times of the year. Yes. I've got somebody I'd like you to meet. He invented an idea to do away with bus stop queues. <laughs> and he was one of the greatest undiscovered geniuses of all time. And you remind me of him. And I just wish he would pick up the phone now. Lovely something. And we could put you together. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Why do you want, you. No, why do you want no night time? Night time's the best time. Yeah. Um... Well, uh... That's got you. Well, <laughs> well the th thing is, creatures will be able to, uh... Will be able to get get used to <laughs> daylight all of the time. Yes. yes. Well, even badgers. Yeah. Even badgers. Yeah. 
everything. But night times, <laughs> it's fun when it's dark. It's nice, it's sexy, it's exciting, it's naughty. It's, it's what life <clears> is about. It's the best time, <laughs> isn't it? But you, you talk about badgers. I mean, imagine doing that, all right, and, you, and, and you're at home all cosy and you've got this protesting badgers outside your house, like a, about four or five hundred badgers yeah, carrying big. banners saying, why is this man done away with night time yeah. when we come out and play? I yeah. mean... Think of the night time. There are a lot of night time people. Foxes prefer to come out at night. Vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Oliver. Uh, and think of all the other people around at night. Uh, night bus drivers. Night watchmen. Uh, hmm? Night watchmen. Night watchmen. What are they going to do? Oh, I'd like the night watchman, the brazier to come back. There is nothing Don't like see a, a brazier anymore. Oh, there's nothing like a black and white movie. And you see those old guys. I lived in a little village and we had one. And I, we used to torment him, and I've always felt terrible about it. Yeah. You know, they weren't there to be tormented. Well, as a kid, you'd go and bully the night watchman. No, not bully them, but, you know... Tease them. Throw things. Tease them. Tease, tease them. them. I mean, right. we didn't do naughty things no. when I was young. No, we just, no, no, no. Just tease. Bring back the brazier. Thank you. No. Uh, we'll do away with all that nonsense about Mars, or was it the moon? It was the moon. And we're going to bring back braziers instead. There not braziers, braziers. Braziers. <laughs> Thank you very much, Noel. Let's take another call, then we'll take a break, then we'll talk. Um, uh, good evening, Lawrence. Greetings. Oh, greetings, Ooh. Lawrence. This is, this is upmarket guest, upmarket caller that we've got. Lawrence, you're, th- you're through to us and to Robbie. Is anything? What would you like to say? The grace and the mighty Robbie Vincent. Uh, honour talking to you, sir. Uh, are you a heavy breather or a caller? Um, well, uh, well, I'd rather yep. not talk about that, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's one of those <clears throat> things I do. I mean, you know. Times are hard. It's Robbie, and it's lovely to speak to you. As long as it's only times that are hard, mate. Let's come on, focus. Times are hard, yeah. What can what can uh, what what did you want to mention? I just wanted to say that um, to to Ian that he has in his studio one of the best funk DJs anywhere. Oh, I agree with that. Oh, there we go. Oliver, I didn't know you were a funk DJ. Oh, yes. yes. Back in his um, jazz of days. um, Thank you. I first discovered him on LBC all those years ago. But he was, you know, um, a proper talk radio station. Very good. Thank you. It's very flattering and very kind. Are you a funk fan, Lawrence? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't know a lot about (laughs) funk. I'm I'm not a huge funk fan. The bits I've heard I like. Look at you... Are you raising your eyebrows? No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know a lot about. Are you a, are you a funk fan, Lawrence? I like funk. I like jazz. You know. Give well. me some, give me some funk songs and artists. Uh, get, let's get deep. Let's hear some. Let's hear some deep cuts. Oh, Frankie, now you're asking. Um, oh, George Benson. There you go. George Benson. You know George yeah. Benson. I know. I know George Benson. Uh, uh, yeah. There's a man rooted in jazz, in yep. straight ahead jazz. Interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. John Schofield. Um, yep. Jazz guitarist. Okay. Yep. Does oh, a lot yeah. of funk as well. Does he know his stuff? Is Lawrence passing <clears> the <throat> test? Um, John Schofield doesn't quite fit in. He fits into the jazz bit, definitely. Yeah. Um, what Johnny about um, George Clinton? It's vocal, isn't it, George Clinton? Well, no, 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 no. He's a serious musician, not a jazz musician. He no. did one of my all-time favourite tracks because uh, he could be completely mad. No. And I interviewed him when he was sane. He was absolutely okay. on the money. Atomic Dog. Oh. Dogs of the World Unite. Do you remember? Do you know that? Atomic Atomic Dog. No, you don't know that? I'm afraid not. He no. wrote that. I'll tell you how why he wrote that. I, I, I'm a real student of what helps people write a song. Yes. And he was uh, in, if you could picture it, he, he was on the veranda of his house. It was hot. 
and uh, his dog was out and it was really hot and he had a cat mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the dog was so knackered it wouldn't chase the cat it was that yeah. hot and he observed this in his rocking chair and if you listen to atomic dog there's a line in it which says something like why doesn't the dog chase the cat and oh. that was part of atomic dog and that was how he saw and wrote that particular... Well, th- people don't call it a song, but I think it was here, a talk. Here it is. This is it. Oh, wonderful. Atomic dog. That's a sort of 80s Sorry, Lawrence? That's a sort of 80s sound of funk, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, it, it, yes, I agree with you. It is very, very dated. He was a wonderful character. Uh, he still is a wonderful character. Uh, and it's just... And, and uh, just thinking about that, I mentioned before uh, we came on air, I was talking to Ian, as I do, and I was mentioning knowing about why and where songs came from. Mm. And do you know, uh, uh, have you ever heard of uh, Me and Mrs. Jones by yeah. Billy Paul? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was written by Gamble and Huff, those that ran Philadelphia International and were massively important because they took Motown a stage on. Uh, and uh, um, fantastic artists, fantastic producers. They used to go for coffee uh, downstairs uh, from their office. Uh, they used to go there almost every morning, sit and have coffee. And they noticed, and it was observation again, it was observation like George Clinton noticed his dog wouldn't chase the cat because it was really hot. They used to notice, and his words, this is not being a chauvinist, but a pretty woman used to come in. Oh, yes. Pretty young woman, their words, and sit down. And not long after, this well-dressed city gentleman used to turn up and sit opposite her. And they saw these two on a regular basis and thought, well, they were probably getting it together. But they couldn't actually be sure. And if you listen to uh, the song, Me and Mrs. Jones, There's Something Going On, that's where that song came from. Wow. And the other one uh, that uh, Kenny Gamble told me about was they were in Jamaica and they went there and they used to go there on a fairly regular basis to write songs. And when you write songs or you write books, you need to be out of your comfort zone. You need to be somewhere where you're not going to get a phone call. Well, Jamaica's a good place to go in the 70s. You wouldn't get a phone call because the phones didn't work. Um, and also the power kept going off. Yeah. Oh. Okay, and they were writing a song, and the power went off yet again, and they couldn't see anything. And that's where Turn Off the Lights for Teddy Pendergrass came from. Wow. That inspired them writing that song. Wow. There you go. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Lawrence. Yeah, uh, one more question for Robbie. If go on. Yeah. What do you think of bands like... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um... Jamiroquai and so forth. I, I honestly think it's a bit of an insult to call them um, uh, funk because the rhythm is far too, um, you know, straight, four-four kind of square. Now oh, this guy's got beef with Jamiroquai. What do you think? Are we allowed to call Jamiroquai? Well, I mean, funk? you know, you would have for a long time. I've never called Jamiroquai funk. I mean, yeah. they call them funk for some reason. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mind if they call Jamiroquai. Uh, they... When I see him, I say, "Do you mind being called funk?" And see what he says. Yeah. 
I mean, he is on the soulful side, uh, that beat, that rhythm, uh, but I'm not absolutely sure I'd call him a, a genuine funkster. Well, wasn't he more like acid jazz? Um, is he acid jazz? Don't know. He's well, definitely, that way. He's definitely dance. Yeah, yeah, dance, we, we, dance music. But, but people dance to Nat King Cole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure. I won't rule 20 years after the event, we're arguing over how you'd classify <laughs> Jamiroquai. Uh, time for a quick break. 0344 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Discussion's brilliant. On Talk Radio. At the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. You can listen on DAB. You can download the app or you can go to talkradio.co.uk. Uh, Catherine is here, Robbie Vincent is here, and I'm guessing Brody is listening via the website because Brody has um, tweeted, managed to find you, Robbie, streaming live into Hot Springs, Arkansas. No. Yes. No. It's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. It's not Arkansas. Okay. Because Arkansas would have a W at the end. I mean, that sounds logical. Oh, okay, whatever. A R K. A-N-S-A-S. How would you say that, Robbie? I'd say Arkansas. But, but you're out of practice a little bit, with yeah, respect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I've never heard of Arkansas, but I've heard of Arkansas. OK, yeah, well, it's, it's, you, you're learning stuff, both of you, which is good. Great to hear Robbie's voice again. I miss his Sunday morning show on Jazz FM. That's very nice. Hiya, Brody. I trust you well. I think, do you know what? Brody used to live in Canada. Really? Do you remember? remember because Brody's such an unusual name. Yeah. I think Brody lived in Canada. I think. Brody, tweet us. Yeah. Let us know. I, there he I, is. I, I, I think he did. Let, let us know. Did you? Now, did I hear you correctly? I think you said about twenty minutes ago. Were you in court when the Crays were on trial? I covered the Cray trial. Yeah. Wow. I, I was. Um, wow. You got to remember, I, I was. Nineteen-ish, uh, uh, very young. Yeah, and I developed uh, one of my jobs as a little reporter was to sit outside Christine Keeler's flat, waiting for her to be arrested. Uh, that's how I got to know Christine Keeler in inverted com- yeah. commas. So I'm j- just some of the things that did. And I used to sit on a dustbin outside her flat in Devonshire Street, which is in Marylebone outside a bookshop and uh, I was at the sort of age and I smoked so I coughed and often when you smoke one of the things you pick up bronchitis and and all sorts of horrible bugs and her maid felt sorry for me because I was only a kid Uh, so she used to give me a sandwich and a cup of tea invite me up in the morning so she was under um, contract to the News of the World, and the News of the World knew what, exactly what she was doing, and she wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. But I knew exactly what she mm. was doing, because she used to tell me. And um, then uh, when I went to the Evening Standard, the next thing which I remember clearly, I was, we, it was a team of us who did the background on the craze, and that meant going round. And I got to know, again, because I was fairly young, I think they took pity on me. I got to know an aunt and uncle quite well who told me a lot about them as kids in the East End wow. and, and playing outside when bombs were dropping and uh, got to chat with his mum as well about my dear boys, uh, which I used to, even then as a kid, I ch- a young man, I chuckled about inside. Um, and going back to Christine Keeler, I told her that Profumo was dead uh, and it made me think about some of the terrible things 
that you did as a journalist. I take no pride in that whatsoever. Uh, and being a bit more mature, I think, how on earth did I climb up those stairs to her flat, knock on the door until the perfume was dead? Wow. And I also told... Uh, there was a guy, for those of you in the north, T. Dan Smith, who was the powers, you know, Mr. Powerful in the north in construction. I told him he was going to be arrested. He said, I'll come in and have a cup of tea. I mean, it just it was as if I was an old mate who dropped in. And the other interesting one, and again, I was thinking about this the other day, is I told uh, Ian Paisley that there was... The IRA were going to kill him. They'd, 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 they'd uh, threatened him with death. And I knocked on his door and told him that. Um, and in retrospect, again, and I just did it. Mm. Um, and when you asked about moving from print journalism into broadcast journalism, I think it was a bit of that in it as well. That I, There was something I was... What, uh, regret? Shame? Uh, I was uncomfortable. uncomfortable it, uh, yeah. yeah but be, and, and it was even tougher when I worked for agencies and... Uh, was part of the team that broke news of the first heart transplant in the UK. And I was very proud to be part of that team and mm. reading The Guardian about how they wondered how we found out about it, how we knew about it, because we actually had a photographer there when the guy that was going to have the heart transplant came into the National Heart Hospital, again, uh, interestingly enough, in in uh, uh, Marylebone. But they're mo sort of things to be more proud of uh, but in those days it was tough because no story in the paper no wages mm. as simple as that and you were sort of on uh, you, you had to make the agency survive so it's so important for us to get the first uh, picture of the victim of a murder so for instance and, and kind of put your conscience to one side yeah she if you did were get food on come up table. with dirty tricks in phone boxes because we didn't have mobile phones yeah. and and put in boxes out of order ish sort of or making them uncomfortable to be in what do you mean <clears throat> well if there was only two phone boxes in the village right. and you wanted to ensure yours was the story that got on the news desk first you would hope wouldn't you that one of the phone boxes was out of order often they would be wow. so when somebody said where are the phones you sent them to the phone that was out of order yeah. and you hopped into the one that Look was that. working isn't that incredible i'm not suggesting i went round no you know, <laughs> no damaging them or um can we have you for another 20 minutes <laughs> is that all right <clears throat> or have you got well, to let, let me no let me ask myself oliver can i stay up for another 20 minutes at least what do you think of course yeah, you oh, sure? No well, yeah, you sure? He won't. He won't cook for me, but uh, it is dark. But he will take me home. Make sure I go. No, yeah, listen. Look, I, I'm. So, yeah. I'm. Uh, dear listener, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, it's like being back on proper radio, talking to proper people. It's really lovely, and I'm happy to stay here for as long as I'm invited. How about that? Sounds like a deal. Lovely. Can I have the hat for the want the money? We don't take <laughs> checks, Oliver and I. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you're listening to us, I know we've got a load of new listeners tonight because you want to hear Robbie. It doesn't cost you a penny. You phone up, you speak to Sam. He takes your name and number and gives you a call straight back. It's yep. as simple as that, and then you get on the air. That's how we do it. Don't be shy. Do not be shy, for crying out loud. This is The Late Night Alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, and tonight we've got Robbie Vincent. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talking about 
Krishna, late night alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, um, and Robbie Vincent is here, and his, uh, his son Oliver, who's keeping very quiet. But then afterwards, when we go to the breaks, saying, oh, coming out with funny lines, we said, chuck them in, man. I should try and get more involved. <laughs> We've spent sure. the last five minutes trying to remember the word osteopath. Yes, we did. That's and true. we got there going, you made a mistake, and you're. you're... Yeah, I, and I'm very, very grateful to a, a dear listener who was uh, kind enough and sweet enough uh, to. Uh, Contact us and say that I said, uh, telling Christine Keeler that uh, the wrong person was dead. And, of course, it was Stephen Ward, if you remember, uh, those who you remember the trial and uh, the whole case, uh, who was an osteopath. It was, I told Christine Keeler he was dead, not Profumo. Uh, and I'm very grateful for the dear listener. And if, listen, if any of us need correcting... Uh, please, where's that phone number again that you wrote down? If we need get, get something wrong, because uh, it's been a busy life, particularly for me, 0344 499 1000. I've been invited to stay a little bit longer, and I'd yes. love to hear from you whether in Canada or Australia. Is Australia waking up a bit? Yeah. yeah. Good it, morning. How are you? Robbie, here's the thing, though. This is, this is it's 2019. Facts don't matter anymore. You could look, fake news, lies. You can say whatever you want. Just say it like you mean it. Just say it and stick with it. You don't need to apologise and put out actual facts. Yeah, but yes, okay. But I'm old, very old okay. school, aren't I? You are. Well, I couldn't possibly comment. Yeah, but I am old school because yeah. uh, you know I deal in facts and I'm very interested in facts. Bar- Barry, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. You mentioned the the kind of the the, the issues you had with being a journalist and how yeah. the dirty tricks didn't sit comfortably no. uh, 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 with you. And we were talking before you, you, we, you came on air about when you were doing a late-night phone-in show. And we owe you so much, man. This show wouldn't exist. we got to say, me and Kath listened to some old clips of, of your phone-in show. It, the, the, it sounded very, very similar to this. You know, the, you mentioned the, the bus ticket guy. Go, go, dear listener, go on... I, I say dear listener like you do as well. Um, go on YouTube, Robbie Vincent, bus ticket. It's it's just glorious, and it would sit perfectly... I wonder if he's still... I often wonder what else he's invented. Yes. Uh, and uh, I, I, I mean, you just talk... You just talking about it. I can remember it so well. Yeah. It is under Robbie like, Vincent Corpses on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And how many and lots of people are something like I've listened about eighty four times. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, very much. And you're my son. I know. Wow. It's a great clip. But you mentioned as well, which is which is not a thing I've always done, but in the last ten years I've I've I'm following this philosophy and it makes for you know makes things so much nicer and better and more entertaining, I think. Of when you do a late-night phone-in show, you quite often get people who are on the fringes of society phoning in, and they might have drug and alcohol issues, they might have mental health issues, they might sure. just be very lonely. They might, you know, they, it's, it, I, think it's, I think the callers to late-night radio are the most interesting callers you can get. And you, your philosophy was never to take the mm. mick. You can have a cough. It was never to take the mick, was never to laugh. It was always a lot more generous than that, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. My philosophy was: I laughed with, never at, yeah. uh, and I never took the mick. Uh, I uh, I've heard it happen, and I've often felt, and I'm I'm a pacifist, absolutely. Uh, but I've often, uh, when I hear that happening, and someone is being taken advantage of, a dear caller, I, I've felt like I wish I had a long hand that could get my hand round the. Uh, 
presenter who's taking the Sir Michael because it's not necessary. Mm. And I'm pleased to hear it's your philosophy too. Yeah, it wasn't it always. I came from a, a... We all learn. We do. I came from we a... We all learn. My first TV show was a thing Arkansas. called... The 11 o'clock show. Arkansas. You'll never learn. Was... The, the first TV show I did was mean. It was funny, but it was mean, you know. And, and I kind of thought for a long time, oh, people want me to be mean. And I carried that over into the, when I started doing radio. And uh, it took a couple of years, but then I got Actually, it, it, it may not get as many listeners being kinder and being more generous and, 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 and sympathetic and empathetic, but it's the right way to go, isn't it? I it's think. Aretha Franklin. It's respect. Yes. Now, speaking of um, Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, it's a little bit of a, of a quantum leap there. You interviewed Marvin Gaye hmm. and um, said he was... Well, you said he was off his nut. I think we, I think we can say that legally. Well, he, 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 we know he had drug issues. Yeah, he wasn't off his nut as such, uh, but he was definitely under the influence of something that made you sniff. Right. And, Could have been Vicks. Uh, yeah, but but I I have to say my research suggests it might have been cocaine. Okay. Uh, and and. Uh, and he kept going like that. And he was a bit out of it. Uh, but the thing that changed all that was when I asked him what he would like to come back as uh, after he died. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a bit of a... On a music show, it's probably quite a deep thing to ask, but it worked. You got him. It actually got through that haze of whatever cocaine is or whatever haze he was in having not slept for four weeks whatever it was um and he said and i saw him it sort of woke him up as such and and he got in touch with himself and he said like to come back as giant redwood tree and then you saw him thinking about the tree i said why would you you know why do you want to be a great word he said so i can look down because it's a massive tree yeah uh, and so i can look down on people and watch them go by and that's a writer's artist type of thing uh and you sort of that was the real marvin gay because what a talent hey what a what a waste what a waste such a talent in terms of the songwriting and and the voice i mean such a voice um and the sad thing is, he was just getting clean. He was just sorting himself out when he he got shot by his dad. You know, with, with a gun. I think he bought his dad as a present. If I've got the the, the story think, right, I think you remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was just because there's a there's a really weird documentary about him when he had he was just absolutely blasted on drugs and couldn't take any more. And he moved to to I think uh, Belgium. He moved yeah. to was it Bruges uh, or, or Amsterdam or around about Ostend there. or something. He, yeah, he went, that's right. He yeah. went between Belgium yeah. and Holland. That's right. And you remember a, really well. well. I remember seeing this documentary non, years ago for a non-soul boy. He's Thank got you. A good memory. <laughs> I like yeah. a bit of Marvin. And it's it's fascinating. He's not a real funker, you know. He went and Say again. <laughs> don't, please don't. <laughs> and we, we got away with it once. I don't if he could do it again. Um, and he went and stayed with his family and he got clean and he went out jogging and he got fit and he put on a couple of concerts and he was like i'm i'm ready i'm back and then went back to the madness that was his death unfortunately a waste terrible waste terrible waste yeah um we got barry on the line good evening barry hi hi Ian. Mm. hi rob it's great to hear you on the radio again it's nice really of you to great. call i'd get very lonely <laughs> i remember in in the early days of i used to love radio london and in the early days, it was only on what they used to call VHF, 
Do you yeah. remember that? Because yes, I'm not yeah. sure if you were there then. Yeah, I was, because that's the reason I was able to actually learn to broadcast, because nobody was listening. I would right. say the peak audience was probably 10. <laughs> uh, and most of those were relations of people who worked there. Yeah. <laughs> and because of it, uh, and again, we ought to explain lots of people who have no idea what you're talking about. VHF is a method of broadcasting. It's a way of doing it. But you need a radio that received it. And, of course, there were, the major difficulty was people didn't have radios with VHF on it. Mm. And, and it's quite, you know, for us to change from full cream milk to semi-skinned takes a lot of doing. Well, well it's I'd the re- same sort of thing with radio stations and the yeah. way they broadcast. Like digital, this is a digital yeah. station. Mm. Persuading people to change to digital is not easy. Mm. And we're not there yet. Anyway, I'm, I'm interrupting you. No, no, that's, that's all no, right. No, 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 carry on, please. Right. But I, I remember um, there was some really boring show in the morning. I mean, some of their shows, let's face it, they weren't... Sony broadcast winners, and there was a show in the morning. I think it was it was some about local politics, and I rang up on the show and I, I spoke. I was on for ages. I suppose there were no other, no other callers. You were the uh, only listener, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went for a walk in a shopping centre where I used to live in Edgware, and I thought everybody would stop me who knew me. Oh, I heard you on the radio. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, not a single person heard me. No. But Barry, what were you talking about on the radio? Well, that it was. It was very boring. It was. Uh, a, this was my first call on the radio. It was about local politics local and politics. about rates. When in the L- rates, I remember. Rates. I remember you. Were you. Where were you calling from at the time? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was before your time, Ian. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, God bless you for that. I've already had <laughs> Robbie call me. A young I man. think you felt a tease coming on. Yes, didn't you? A little, exactly, a sneaky yes. little one. I but I have to. Like, I have to but, say the, the your subject matter talking about rats. Was it rats or rent? Rates. 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 Uh, all the same, rats, rents, rate. I mean, <laughs> how boring can you get? And I exactly. suppose what it really did was because the programme was so bad, you thought, it can't get any worse if I ring yeah. up. And that's what you need. You off- you need, off- often, I'm being serious now, mm. often when things are a bit dull, you need somebody like you to come on and zip-zap. Off you go, mm. you know. It's all about the caller, the quality of your call. And, and broadcasters, and particularly in phone and radio, which I do know a little bit about, I have to say, um, it's the quality of your callers match the quality of your presenter. Hence, Here we go. Ian only gets brilliant people. Here we phone. go. <laughs> and, and with great ideas like uh, street lights on the moon, the other side of the moon, <laughs> and uh, some of the other wonderful ideas we get from Rainbow George, for instance, yes. and uh, from you, who just make ra- phone radio. It's yeah, great. R- Robbie, can I ask you something? Yes. You used to do um, 10 to 1 at night. Yes. And at lunchtime, it was a great Dave Simmons. Yes. But sometimes you used to switch, didn't you? You did lunchtime one, and he did the night. No, we got rid of him. He he went into an oh. old people's home in Bournemouth when he was <laughs> 32. Yeah, sure. And uh, he, uh, David Simmons, an interesting man, he was, um, he worked for Papa Doc's lot in Haiti as a translator. Oh, did he? Yeah, wow. and I went to see him in hospital at a... Uh, where you used to go, isolation hospital that used to be in, near Lewisham, and he was in there. And I think it's where he picked up 
some horrible bug. And mm. David was also a uh, London tour guide. Mm. And I sp- did, haven't spoken to him for about uh, 10 years. Very bright man. Yes. Not a very good soul broadcaster. Okay. I will tell you a story about Dave Simmons. Before I uh, was a soul broadcaster, he used to listen to the first track on an album, and I said, well, don't you listen to the whole... Oh, no, he said, the best track's always the first track. That was sometimes true. I didn't. I listened to the whole album, I listened to both sides, and uh, I spent hours, I would drive people mad. I had it on in my car, had it on at home, and I would listen through it all. Because very often, buried away yeah. in somebody's piece of work a was, a, was the gem, yeah. not the first track. And, and thank you for mentioning Dave Simmons, because mm. I, I think he doesn't get mentioned enough. But you know something, it's something about Dave Simmons I do remember. He, he caused a bit of a scandal, because... I remember in the time... Well, he used to do um, what he called a personal problem open line. Yes, he did. Which was between... uh, What hours did he do? Was it something like... I can't... But he did. Yes, yes, he did. And he used to eat. He used to have someone come... used to have... uh, And this annoyed me. uh, And he used to eat... When a caller came, I said, somebody would come on and say, Look, I've got this awful growth and I feel terrible. And this distressed person is on the phone. <laughs> and Animal House, yeah. at the other end, is eating. Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> munch, munch. Oh, and I used to, I used to see. Yeah. It didn't make me, I never wanted yeah. to slap David, but had I been a more experienced broadcaster, I would have banned him from eating on air. Lovely to talk to you. Yeah. Thank okay, you. Thank oh, you, Robbie. Thank you, Barry. Dear listener, you get a real proper welcome here. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. One of the skill, one of the great skills, and again, it took me a while to learn it. It's obvious once you know it, but is um, is actually listening to what they say. The number I used to, uh, I used when I, years ago, I used to phone up Mike Dickin and prank call Mike uh, Dickin. Did you? And I like Mike Dickin a lot. And I, 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 you know, it's a terrible loss that he's not here. But quite often. On some nights, you could hear that he was bored, and he wasn't listening. No, he was bored. He's, he's, and his mind would be elsewhere. And so you could phone him up, and you could kind of just say stuff. And it, would, it goes, <laughs> what did you say? And you'd just carry on, and then yeah. he'd drift off again, and you'd say something else. And th- what I get from listening to the clips I've been listening to today is, you listened. Yeah, I'm Simple, you, isn't it? But it, 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 but it could be hard work for Mike, because he was on LBC, I saw his switchboard. Right. And that man, uh, I, I admire the way he just talked to himself for 10, 15, 20 minutes. There were no callers. Right. Absolutely, because it was a terrible, terrible time. What, what uh, slot was to, he doing at LBC? Um, he, he was on a- sort of seven... In, seven to 10-ish or 7 till 9. And I think he was on AM only as right, well. Right, OK. There used to be an FM. Uh, uh, by the way, the technical talk, as you know, can imagine I'm a real technophobe. I can't even open my own front door. But I am a technophobe. And AM is another method of broadcasting, like digital is an FM. And LBC used to have news talk on one channel and LBC on the other. And nobody phoned news talking. Poor Mike Dickin. Yeah. Um, I actually drove past the spot where he got killed, you know. Really? Yeah. It's a terrible shame. shame. It is a shame. Terrible shame. He was um, a a complete motoring nut. Yeah. He loved, loved cars. uh, And uh, it was... There's a word for it, isn't there, that he got killed like that. I just... I just... You know, I was stunned. Oh, it's horrendous. It's horrendous. And do you know what? It was the anniversary 
not that long ago, and we kind of did, not special, but we, we, we kind of played a few clips of him and a few people phoned in. In fact, Mark, who was, was tech-hopping for us that night, by coincidence... Used to work with him. Used to work with him at, um, at LBC, didn't well, he? Well, he'll, he'll, he'll know how... Not, uh, not him, he's a boy. I was going to say, well, I was gonna say uh, uh, not, not the very young one. There, yeah, the child. Char- char- now, this is an example of child labour. <laughs> oh, poor Sam. You wait till I get outside this studio, back into the streets. <laughs> you wait till you read the headlines tomorrow. He's, he's too Robbie Vincent, this. back in form... <laughs> <laughs> he discovers child labour, <laughs> child found at <laughs> radio. I won't do that to you. I'll oh, have a hard time finding a phone box. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, dear listener. We've got Robbie for a few more minutes. Uh, so if you want to give him a call, don't <clears> look at the clock. If you want to <laughs> give him a call, you'd be very, very welcome to. Um, otherwise, we'll just carry on having a little geeky chat before we send him home. Uh, this is the late night alternative. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, weeknights <clears> from ten on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee because they're too real to be part of my imagination on Talk Radio. Talking about Tony Blackburn and that, what a worker he is. Oh gosh, isn't Hard he? worker. And then a red light came on. He... <laughs> so we'll stop. <laughs> he has he has to stop and give other people a chance. That guy. He won't. He, he can't. Well, he, he needs to. With this, this, he can't carry on working like that. That's um, it's unfair on a lot of young mm. talent and a lot of people. <clears throat> um, listen, we got Robbie for another another ten minutes or so. Then we're gonna we're gonna boot him out. I'm just looking up the bus timetable to make sure. You don't Silver's need to do that. I'll bus. sort you out. Oh, right, OK. You should give you a backy on her bike. <laughs> um, so 0344 499 1000. And then, Robbie, this is what we're thinking of doing when you go maybe, is you, we, we, we've both got... You, you would have had banned callers on your show, just callers that were either rude or... Yeah, uh, it, not banned with a capital B, but, no. for instance, discouraged from being too regular. Right. But uh, there were... Uh, we would weed out those who we knew were likely to offend. Yes. In in, And that isn't being controversial. There's no. a difference between being controversial and offending. Yeah. Uh, and there were people who would come on effing and blinding yeah. and being anti-Semitic, anti-black and all the rest, and just do it because yeah. that's what they thought was funny. Mm. I didn't. So Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, you didn't. Sure show. No, it's, no listen, it's, it's, um, it's, honestly, it's such a thrill to have you here, man. Honestly, I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. Um, but no, I ask you, but we're kind of thinking when you go, of we've got a few callers that are banned. We are thinking, we are toying with the idea of, for, for the rest of the show, lifting the ban. One of them's calling in now. John from Highbury is calling in now. I won't take him now. Um, but, but, but how do you get yourself in this box? What did you call it? A troll box? Troll box. Box of trolls, yeah. Troll box. box. of trolls, OK. Um, how, tro- how could I... What would I need to do to get myself in your okay. troll box? John, who's calling in, told me I should kill myself. Oh, I don't, I don't mm. think that's very friendly. It's no. not very... It's not... It's not very friendly, is it? No. Um, I, I couldn't... No, I wouldn't tolerate that. I mean... But maybe... Here's the thing. I like to think... I might that, have been feeling sad that day. Well, I, mean, I was I'm feeling sad. Dead. Cut me and I bleed. <laughs> but but I I like to think the best of people. I like me to think too. that people can change and people can learn and people can grow. I, I've grown. I'm not the guy that I was yep. 10 years ago. What about builders, though? Sorry? Do you, do, could you forgive builders? For, if they do a terrible job. Have you ever had building work done? I have had building work done. Uh, did you survive it? Uh, I did, but it was really, really stressful. There was a, like, there was a builder and a... No! Uh, yes, it was. 
I had a builder and an architect arguing about what was going on, and I had to... Uh, my... Okay, let's quickly... Uh, plumbers? What were you going to ask Oh, I, I kicked a plumber out of the house once for Did taking you? the piss, yes. Uh, okay, uh, let me think of... Um... Uh, was the toilet uh, broken? Other, other, <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just thinking of other trades. But like, go on, what were you going to ask me? I've got Where no idea oh, now. No, no, no. The, you, you're thinking of. I was asking you how could I get into your troll box, and then we were talking yes. about. Uh, I had people that I did not want on because they would just come on to be yeah. anti-Semitic, anti-black or something. I, I'm not having it. But if it was somebody coming on in conversation, uh, and it was a conversation, uh, a sharing of ideas, a looking at attitudes yes. uh, in a reasonable way, that's different. Okay. And I didn't have a very big band list, about 200,000, I suppose, something like that. Rico says, I'm having a freak out. I said to my wife ten minutes ago, I wonder what happened to Robbie Vincent. I came on, switched on the radio, and you were there. People think I'm dead. I'm still not sure. I'm absolutely <laughs> positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is true. Yeah. But people do. And oh. just, just, because, uh, just because you haven't been broadcasting for a while, they do think you're dead. You stop existing. Uh, yes. Yes. TV, because you've done a lot of TV as well, and TV more so. Yeah. Because if you're not, we're such a visual ge generation, if you're mm. not on the telly, well, then you cease to exist. That's right. And people, some people will then discover you on the radio. You did quite a few big TV shows. We were talking about the one I remember, Go For It. You hosted a fitness yes. show. And the reason they asked me to do that was, that was because I was doing a phone-in show, and one of the things was you would need to be able to relate to families and ask fairly, yeah. you know, good questions and all the stuff. So that's why I got the job. I also got it because I was fat and smoked. Yeah. And this was all about fitness, and they thought I'd lose weight and stop smoking. Uh, the programme was so stressful, I smoked even more and got fatter. <laughs> not quite. You went for it. <laughs> no, not quite. They but did a, have an effect on a big, it. A big show. You were saying it was getting like 10, 12 million. Oh, no, about 5 million. 5 million. Watch okay, sorry. Uh, yeah. Hospital Watch, what I then went on to do, was getting a massive audience. Right. Just, just ridiculous figures. Mm. But, but it was a good show, well produced. Very well and, produced. of course, I'm sure people will say, you should get back on the radio. And, of course... Well, it tonight's work, it given like me. A, yeah, no, no, it doesn't work. But I must say, tonight's given me a real taste. Oh, you know? it, is it, your it, appetite whetted? Yeah, I've been. I've, yes, I've sort of, in my own sweet way, enjoyed myself, and I take quite a lot to cheer. You know, what? Because we we have been talking for ages about trying to get you on, and it didn't happen. And then and then we were yeah. so thrilled when you got back in touch, saying, Are "You still up for this?" Because I I think I'd like it. Were you apprehensive about coming in? Did you think it was going to be... I was talking to Oliver before about... You, quite often you get these um, awards, Lifetime Achievement Award, which means, basically, you're probably going to die soon, so yeah, we're going to give you a... That's the end of your talent sort of yes, thing. Yes, yeah, we're going to give you a statuette. Then. You know, I did I'm a Celebrity, which is kind of putting your hand up saying, my career's over, I'd like another six months, please. Did, were, you, were, were you nervous? Were you unsure about coming in tonight? What, what you were going to feel, the emotions you were going to feel, how you were going to be treated? What a good question. What a good question. How did I feel? Did I, no, I didn't feel apprehensive because I didn't think I was going into the lion's den. Mm. I think that's that's the way. And if you're not in the lion's den, you're going to be given a fair crack of the whip. And I thought, this is an honourable man and this is an honourable woman. I think I'm safe in their studio, I thought. And had I not been, I would have gone home. Mm. 
I did ask you how you felt about coming in. You just said, well, it's what I do, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah. very, it's what I do. Yeah. But I could go it. home, couldn't I? <laughs> you could upset me and I could go home. Can I upset? Well, I don't know how I could upset you. I don't know what I could say to I'm upset quite, you. I'm quite thick stick. It's quite, quite <laughs> thick skin. Wet spoon and sugar jar. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Robbie, it's been so nice meeting you, mate. Thank oh, you yeah, so much. Oh, yeah, am I going time. now? Yeah, you're done. Oh, OK. All right. I'll, I'll, thank, I'll thank, thank you. you. Get out of my studio. <laughs> thank you. Very, no, thank you very much for inviting me. I re- really enjoyed it, and thank you to Oliver as well to come along. Yeah, thank you. Mate. you know, appreciate it. to look after me. We've had a thrill. You're welcome back anytime oh, you want. Uh, um, we're going to carry on the show in a little bit, but we're going to play a little bit of music while we escort this gentleman off the premises <laughs> and check his pockets <laughs> and frisk him to make sure that there are no souvenirs <laughs> taken. Thanks so much for your time, Robbie. I, I genuinely, it's an absolute thrill for us tonight, uh, dear listener. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, there we go. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hey, what nice, what's happening? The moment, what it is, brother. Let's talk about what we know how to talk about best. What is that? Yeah, right on. Girls, I like them fat, I like them tall. Some skinny, some small. I got to get to know them all. Girls, love the things they know. And uh, his son Oliver leave the premises. Thank you to um, Robbie's wife for texting in quite a few times to correct him on things that Robbie had got wrong. Uh, we'll put that out as a, a podcast um, tomorrow at some point as well. I love that. Absolutely loved it. And I think he liked it as well. And, it, you know, I said the, 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 the comment at the end, you know, I bet people say you should go. Why don't you get back on the radio? People say to me all the time, you should be back. You should get back on the telly. Don't work like that. Doesn't work like that. You know, I'm sure if, if someone were to, if a station were to phone Robbie Vinton up and say, look, do you fancy coming in and doing um, three nights a week? Uh, I'm sure he would jump at the chance. Jump at the chance. It's not, it's, it's not, generally, it's not the presenter's decision to not be on the air a, a, anymore. It's people, 
I don't know what it is. It's fashion. It's it's people, bosses, new bosses, young bosses, people forgetting the history and the heritage of of radio. And genuinely, it doesn't take compliments particularly well, just like me. Um, this show wouldn't exist if he hadn't have done what he did however many years ago it was. The first late-night phone-in radio host. And go and listen to some clips. Oh, we forgot to ask if anyone had the... Um, Oh, there was a bit that he wanted. He wondered if anybody had on tape. Um, oh, I can't. You know, I can't remember what it was. Oh, the, 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 this is a geeky one. Does anybody have a tape recording of Robbie Vincent talking to a trucker about a flasher in France? Anybody? I know it's a. I know that's a stretch. But if anybody's got it, he's after that clip. He's been after that clip for years. And he hasn't got it. I mean, people, if you've got tapes of his shows, just upload them to YouTube, because I'd listen to them. I would go and listen. I'd go and listen to them as podcasts. I'd have some of that. Um, go and listen to, to, to clips of Robbie, and you will find that a lot of the callers would sit very, very comfortably in this show. And also, a lot of his... I, I, I didn't realise that quite a lot of my throwaway comments are, are almost dead lifts of stuff that he says. Go and listen to the... Um, Robbie Vincent and the ticket, the bus ticket thing, because you hear him kind of muttering in the background. It sounds like me. And that's not a, that's not a thing. I, I haven't listened to Robbie for years and years and years. It's not a conscious lift on my part, but I've got to take my hat off and acknowledge my, my radio heritage. Wasn't that fun? He wants to come in again. Does he? Yeah. Yes, man! He said, leave, I said, well, give us a shout when you fancy. He went, no. He said, leave it a while and ask me again and I'll come <sighs> you, Do you know what? There was, uh, there was a moment... When I thought, when, when he said, give us the number, I'll read it out. I thought, here we go. We yeah. got him. Yeah. We got him. It's like when I got my cat to purr for the first time. It's like, he's hooked. He's back. Wasn't he great? Yeah. That voice. When I went downstairs and I could, I could hear him talking as I was coming down the stairs. That voice hasn't changed. It's a little bit saggier as it is when you get older. Hasn't changed at all. And boy, oh boy. I mean, he, he has got skills that, um, you know, you listen to some of the, and I'm not going to name any names. Listen to some of the crap radio presenters that are out there. Um, and, uh, fair play, learning your craft on the air. That's, that's, that's something. Yeah, because we've all done that. But there are some people who've been doing it for years who haven't learned their craft yeah. and they won't. And you hear him, as soon as he warmed up, give us the number. Read out the number. I, I, I really, because I, I, I did, I sort of half-jokingly outside said, uh, stay there, Angela, I'll come to you in a bit. I half-jokingly said, you, listen, why don't, you do, why don't you take the calls and do it for a bit? And I was testing the water, and he came back with, the, well, you, you give me some of your salary, and I will. I thought, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll see how this goes. But I, I, I had the feeling that once he warmed up, once, once he remembered what it felt like to have some headphones and to have a caller calling in to talk to him, he was he, off. He, he was great, man. He, he lit up. Didn't I he? I could see that. I could totally see that. But don't you remember what it was like when we had that period where in between three counties in here, right? And yeah. when we came back in here. Yeah. And again, you were sitting there and I was sitting through the glass and it felt like, oh, yeah, this is what it's supposed yeah, to yeah. be like. Yeah. You know, and um, I think when you get the bug for this job and, and you're decent at it, mm. you don't really want to do anything else. And it's, um, you know, the, the, the people say to me, you should, why don't you get back on the telly? It's like people will say to him, why don't you get back on the radio? Because it doesn't work like no. that. It's not like someone says to me, why don't you get back on the telly? 
Oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I'll phone up Channel Four tomorrow and see what they got. It's 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 fashion. It's trends. It's being re- it's being forgotten about. It's being remembered. But I think I heard Wendy. I think it was Wendy Wesson talking about this. Wesson, sorry, um, the comedian that we had in the other yes. week, who's wonderful, and I've been listening to her podcast. It's great. Um, my younger self, and uh, she was talking about how um, people often, it's usually relatives at Christmas, you know, when people get together, say, oh, you should be on live at the Apollo. Yeah, yeah. And it's really hard not to go, do you know what? <laughs> yeah. F you, because it doesn't work like that. Because what actually the p- people are saying it, uh, is, I think you're brilliant, yeah. why aren't you? I would like to see you on that, you're good enough to be on H- that. Here's, here's, a, here's a dumb game we can play that serves absolutely no purpose whatsoever. Um, let, let's come up with um, our dream speech radio station um, list of hosts yeah. and what they would do. Let's 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 do that. Um, I'm having ten to one at night. I'm 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 resigning, and ten to one I'm having Robbie. I'm having Robbie because the 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 skill, the wit with which he was you know was was playing with the callers. It was it was a joy, joy. I'm glad he enjoyed it. We weren't sure. We weren't sure how he was going to, if he was going to take it, if he was going to be tricksy. Not, not because we've heard anything about him, just some guests you just don't know. Also, so I think sometimes as well, when you've been in charge of a programme, it's really hard to be the guest. That's it, yeah. But he was great, yeah. and he really enjoyed it, and um, I could hear why the listeners would warm to him. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put that out as a podcast. May put it out as two parts. I don't know sure. what your, the vibe is. Oh, I was going to say, he's another example of, you know when people ring us up and they're starting out in radio and they say, yeah. how do I be a, re- a presenter? Yeah. He's not a presenter, he's Robbie, right? Yeah. And you hear that from the moment he yeah. starts talking. Yeah. Like, you do you, and no one's trying to be a quote-unquote presenter. It's something different from what they are. Thank you for all the tweets. I, I don't see them all because I'm off Twitter at the moment. At the moment, may go back, we'll see. Um, but uh, I saw a few of them, and um, it seems to have brought back a lot of happy memories for, oh, for a lot of people. loads. And uh, if you're the head of a radio station, I mean, we'll mention it to the boss here, but I, I, I suspect it's not the direction they're going in. But, 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 but. It's Robbie Vinson. He's available. He's available, and he's brilliant. He's not lost a second of his of of of. Um, I want to say sharpness, but that's not the word. Anyway, anyway, anyway. He's definitely coaxable, boss. If you're listening, he's, he's coaxable. But um, okay. Um, we, uh, here's what we're going to do. We will have a quick break, then we're going to go to Angela. We'll we'll, we'll build up a, 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 a schedule of um, your fantasy speech radio station being being anchored by Robbie Vincent, ten to one at night. And here's what. We're going to do for the last hour or so of the show. We have a few banned callers, right? Maybe a dozen now, actually. If only to remind ourselves of yeah. why. The ban is lifted for tonight and tonight only on all of you. All of you. Racists, swearers, v- uh, thugs, um, fake suicides. It's lifted. For one night only, not for not for everybody, not for not for the guy who knows. I mean, how do we say that without starting a? I don't want to lift it for that guy. Okay, well, N- not for not for guys who've been warned to stay away for legal reasons. <laughs> yes, not that guy. Okay, that that ban isn't lifted, and you know who you are. You know, so okay, everyone else is lifted. Do we do it? I mean, this this could be opening the gates of hell, pure hell. Well. Oh three four four, four nine nine one thousand. Dear listener, this is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got, I've got a very poor internet connection on Talk Radio. Oh three four four, four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome. Let's go to Naveed first. Good evening, Naveed. Hi. 
How are you? I'm uh, very, very well, Naveed. What can we do for you on this Tuesday evening at 11.45? <laughs> I just wanted to know, uh, you watch Netflix a lot. Any recommended horror movies for someone that's totally blind like myself? <laughs> Well, that's a good question. <laughs> but horror movies for, for the, the blind. blind. Wow, that is a great question. Um, I do watch Netflix a fair bit, um, right. although I tend to find that the horror films on there are a bit, bit crap. They're a bit. They're okay. I can't think of a horror film that I've seen on there that's really got um, you know tickled my pickle, so to speak. I did. I did hear Bird Box. I thought that oh, was okay. Here we go. Well, Sam has hush. just typed. Bird, Sam has just typed Bird Box on the screen. And, and uh, hush. Sorry. There was a movie called Hush. Oh, there was a movie called Hush. Right. Well, uh, Sam has written Bird Box on the screen. Uh, is there a delicious irony in a blind person watching Bird Box, a film where people have to cover their eyes and not see? <laughs> is that... I don't know if this... Is that, is that, is that a joke? Maybe that makes it work better. Maybe it does. Um, now, which yeah. one is Hush... Is Hush the one where they're hiding in a blind man's house? No, that's... Hush is about a deaf woman that's in a house, but she doesn't hear a silly colour... Uh, knocking on the windows until she sees him. Can we, maybe so? You, you are you? Is, does it have to be a film about someone with with a disability? No, really. But most of them uh, don't have audio description on it. Like uh, ah. we forgot about audio description. We were just thinking <laughs> about noises. What yeah. was that film that we watched where they weren't allowed to? That would probably wouldn't work, would it? Well, they weren't allowed to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you're, you're sick. Although the audio description would be excellent. Um, I'd like to, um, I'd like to do an audio description for you. Okay. Um, what now? How do we, hang on? How do we do? How do we do it? I oh, want to do. Well, my mum heard it by accident, didn't she? Remember? What? I oh. lent her, I lent her a DVD, Naveed, called Enchanted, because I'd watched it with okay. the girls. It's not, and it a ho- cool. it's not a horror film. No, yet. it's not a horror film. It's it's a fun frothy Disney musical and it's kind of modern, right? Modern take on the princess story. It's quite fun. You might like it, I don't know. Apparently the audio description is excellent because my mum put it on by accident. So I lent her this DVD and she said, I got it back and she went, I enjoyed that, she said, but the narrator was a bit annoying. I said, what do you mean narrator? She went, well, all the way through it, they were sort of saying, and she's come in, sat down and I went, you've got the audio description on. But she'd watched the whole thing with this um, and, you know, obviously right. thought that it was part of the film. So that's how my mum discovered audio description. Do they have much audio description on, on Netflix? They gave me a website to go to, but like I explained to them so many times that I can't access that at the moment in time, but they say original ones that they make have supported or a few movies, but it's limited, really limited to what I can uh, get from them. Mm. Um, sh- hang on. I'm going to audio describe a movie for you. Hang on, here we go. <clears throat> and be, plus, quiet, be quiet, be quiet. I'm going I'm, I'm to audio describe a horror film for you. Okay. <laughs> Boo! <gasps> Did that work? Did that scare you? No, really, no. Okay, man. Well, if I was there doing it, it would scare you. Um, and maybe that's all you need to do. It's just like, there's a there's a guy and he's driving his car and... Uh, Boom! Oh. That, did that I mean, one that scare you? That gets me every time. Did that, no. one, that one scared you? They don't make proper horror movies like they used to, like in the 70s or Texas 80s. Chainsaw Massacre, baby! <laughs> that is a movie. Have you seen that film? 
Of course I have, yeah. It's a classic, man. Also, there's no audio description. For literally 25 minutes. A man with a face made of the skin from other human beings is chasing a lady. He's waving a chainsaw in the air. The lady is screaming. <laughs> 25 minutes of that. That's some movie, man. I've never seen it. Oh, got, oh it's a great... One of my favourites. I've, I've, I've got one question. How would they describe porn with audio description? Mate, oh, oh it well, already... Do we need to tell him this? Welcome welcome to... Uh, welcome to the, the show. <laughs> Hang on. Porn for the Blind... Dot .org. I don't know if the have website... You, have you heard of pornfortheblind.org? Oh, it's gone. Hang no. on. Hang on a minute. Because the website is, I think, got taken... How did I find it? There is a thing. Porn... We're going to help you here, Naveed. Porn for the blind. It's exactly as you would imagine. It's like, there's a knock at the door. Uh... He's hit... He hits the plumber. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not a wrench. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Because... Oh, I need, I need the time machine. Hang on a minute. Stay there. Um, oh, God. Way back machine. You asked the question, Naveed. Now, yeah, but, brace yeah. yourself for the answer. Loosen your belt. <laughs> oh, God. Loosen your belt. Naveed, this is happening. Hang on a minute. So, so I've got to go to the way back machine, because they've taken the website down, unfortunately, because the, the internet, as we know, is disabled. So if I go to a way back machine, and then I type in www.pornfortheblind.org. Uh, now, not all of these links work um here we go booting up um mm -mm. trust me it's gonna be work although i'm seeing i've I've typed in porn for the blind in google and it's come up that pornhub um which i believe is a pornographic website has audio descriptions oh i bet it does i bet it does oh porn for the um oh it's the can someone find I can't find it. Come on, you know who you are, perverts. .co.com. This is on your hotkeys. Pornfortheblind.com. <laughs> Let's have a look. I just did a joke there, guys, and if anyone picked up on it. Did you say pornfortheblind.com? I said yeah, .com. Oh. Um, I had the idea of uh, having my own streaming company instead of Netflix called uh, Pornflix. Here oh. we go. Well, don't Here tell us about it. We'll steal your idea and take it to the dragons. <laughs> Um, Deborah does UK. <laughs> I'm struggling to get into this and I can't find out. That's what she said. Oh, porn for the blind. Was it dot org? Dot org. Uh-huh. Come on, Catherine. I don't know. It wasn't he's, on my favourite. Now he's sat there on the edge of his bed <laughs> with his with his thing hanging out. No, he's not. And he, let's go, if I go there, there we go, here we go, snapshot. If I go to a snapshot. Yeah. Ian is very practised in this, in the dredging up of old. <laughs> here, we go, here, we go, here 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 we go. Let's have um, big tits round asses. Oh, God. Gina's big titty tune up. I've got to download <laughs> it. So, here we go, this is for you, buddy. Get your finger on that dump button. Talk to him. Presents big tits round asses. I wonder what this is about. This is a minute and two second long preview clip entitled Gina's Big Titty Tune Up. It can be found at http colon slash slash www.bigtitsroundasses.com. Oh my. Slash quiet. It's not great quality. No advert. Slash free underscore movies underscore big tits round asses slash btra3912.htm. There we go. 
the top of the web page has the big it's test round. Okay, let's, I'm going to jump forward a bit because it's uh, still pictures of girls. Okay. Oh, there we go. With large exposed breasts. I can't jump forward. We have to go. The background is a light green, with what looks like a gothic fence border design. The title of the web page is Big Tits. Okay, we get. We know. Okay. We know what the title of the website is. Say that too often. I mean, if, if we lose the show just because we're helping a blind lad discover his true well, self, then, then there's no justice. We should be getting OBEs for this. The camera is situated in the passenger side, facing the driver's seat. Our angle, thus keeping her fully in the frame, and our view of the man being only what is visible from the driver's side window. He greets her, and she informs him of an unknown problem with the car. The scene cuts, and the woman is now looking down at the handbrake. The man remarks, it sounds like it could be an injector. The scene shifts again, and we see the woman climbing through the cabin of the car, facing the camera, which is still riding shotgun. She is kneeling on the driver's seat, and the camera zooms in to more closely capture her breasts hanging down, the lips slightly spilling out of her low-cut lime green tank top. She moans, and the man, not hearing her, mentions something about faulty wiring. <laughs> the Bang Bros logo, stamped on the side of a still picture of a lime green minivan, glides across a white background, accompanied by the sound of a car horn. The woman is now standing alongside a private swimming pool, completely naked. Oh, that's going to be quickly. slightly below her bust, and we view her at a three-fourths angle. She hops up and down, seemingly in slow motion. Her breasts bounce as she stares out past the camera. Oh, God. The man, off-screen, asks her if this is an early tip, and she lets out a knowing, deviant chuckle. The man appears behind her, also deviant chuckle. reaches around and bottles her breasts, commenting on their size. He asks her if she is doing this so she does not have to make a car repair payment. They both bend forward slightly, and while he is mostly obscured by her and the close-up of her breasts... We can see that he is running his hand slowly up and down her leg. They start heading into the house. She tosses him a question, confirming that he is willing to have sex with her, and he replies that he is. The scene changes to inside the house. Scenes of the two engaging in various sexual scenarios flash in quick succession. First, we see her kneeling on the green-gray shag carpet, holding onto his thighs, giving him a rapid blowjob. Okay. Okay, well, I get the idea. Are you, are you finished yet, Naveed? Are we done? Can we move on? By the time I've heard that, I could uh, make a cup of tea and come back and it'll be at the same position. Yes, well, I know they were changing position quite a lot. You weren't listening properly. Um, and boy, oh boy, that sound, sounded so erotic, didn't it? Mm, that so really uh, did. He, he didn't finish his dinner before he started. I mean, I think that's always helpful when you can hear the dinner going round and round someone's mouth. Outrageous behaviour. Navi, thank you very much indeed. Um, Nigel and Angela. Hiya, Ian. And, and, Ni- and Nigel? And Nigel. And the, There's Nigel. a combination. Sorry? Yes. <laughs> There's a combination. Isn't it? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have to go to the news, but when we come yeah. back, can I have you both on at the same time? Yeah, I don't um, mind uh, uh, doing something with her. Oh, I, I wanted to um, ask you something, Ian. Um, do you mind if Nigel listens? No, that's fine. All right, me. we stay there. This is gold. This is this is radio gold. This is, this is happening. Uh, when we come back, Nigel... And Angela. And here's the thing. We are opening, we are lifting the ban on all of the um, a-holes that we've banned, apart from one, apart from the guy who I emailed saying, never contact me ever again. So if that's you, 0344 499 1000. There's two people I've done that to. Not the drunk one. The drunk one can phone in. The other guy who... The, the, the legally binding one, no. Yes. Um, so uh, the, the ban is lifted, 0344 499 1000, for one night only, guys. And one guy was calling in for the whole time Robbie was here, and then he, John stopped calling. He's a tease, you see, and he wants it when he can't have tease. it. This is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. 
Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. OK, 03444991000. If you're banned, you've got an hour to phone in the show and you're, you're unbanned for the hour and that's it. You won't be coming back again, but if you want to come on tonight, you've got the hour to do it. This is The Late Night Alternative. She's Catherine Boyle. I'm Ian Lee. And um, before that, we were going to speak to Angela and Nigel. Uh, Nigel, I don't know what's happened, but Angela seems to have disappeared, so it's just us. Was it something you said, Nigel? No, can't have been. <laughs> Very quick. Well, well done, you. Hello, Nigel. <coughs> Hi, Nigel. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Nigel. Hi, Ian. Hi, I Nigel. Just, I just went off to put to plug the electric bit into my speaker. Good OK. You're going bla- to blast us like it's Woodstock. It- Woodstock <laughs> 2. Remember Woodstock 2? <laughs> I've still got my cough, I'm afraid. They did a Woodstock 2 in, like... 1989 or would it have been 1994? I think it was 1994. Was that the one they tried to make into the second Summer of Love? No. Who was in that show then? Sorry? Who was in that show? Don't know because we didn't mention a show. Uh, Woodstock. No, that was Woodstock was uh, an event. Pop concert. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Canned Heat. No one remembers Canned Heat. I think Shanana played as well. Um, yeah. But everyone remembers The Who and Jimi Hendrix oh, yeah, and CSMY. Yeah. Hendrix. Did Hendrix do a wee-wee on his guitar and set on fire? I think he probably did. I, uh, he, I met Keith Moon once uh, in Maystone when he did a concert in, in, in a theatre in Maystone. You met Keith Moon? Yeah, he was just coming out of the pub and I got his autograph before he went back in to do the show. Well, hang on, what year was this? Uh, 19, about 69. Uh, you know, about I, 1969. Wow. OK. Why is this the first time you've told us this? And we've heard a lot of your stories. Yeah, and also I met, I, I saw the Beatles, the whole the whole of the old, the English groups, the, the, the Who, the Who, the, the Beatles and the Tremolos, oh. all, all in the same event in Maystone. The Granada, it was called, uh, the, it, it's, it's not it's not a theatre now, it's um, a bingo hall. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. But it used to be the Granada Cinema. By the way, dear listener, John from Highbury and Alistair are both lined up, ready to go. Mm. Just waiting for the others. I mean, it's it's full house. We're playing, we're playing, um, do I sound bingo. any better, my voice? Cause I, my... You sound significantly better. Yeah. Yes, you do. But yes. I've still got a bit of an uh, irritation on the lungs. I've been practising my singing earlier as well, just to, to get back into it. Got know? some great news, Nigel. Mm. Um, what, what, what Fringe Festival are we playing at, Catherine? The, um... Shaftesbury. Shaftesbury, yeah. Shaftesbury. Shaftesbury. Yeah. Shaftesbury, Shaftesbury Fringe Festival. We will be playing there on early July. I can't remember the date. <laughs> it's a, well, it's it's, a TV show. No. Oh. It's a Saturday lunchtime show at the Shaftesbury Art Centre. Tickets are not on sale yet. They'll be on no. sale um, tomorrow if I can work out to put them on. Is that in London? No. no. It's in Shaftesbury. We don't know how big we are in Shaftesbury. Oh. Yeah. Or small. Shaftesbury Avenue is in London. And then, yeah. um, <laughs> and then Jul- Saturday, July the 26th, or is it the 27th? I don't mm. know. Saturday, July the 20-somethingth. Yeah. 
Belfast, we're coming to you guys. Yeah, Belfast, what, baby. What will you be doing in, in uh, Shaftesbury, then? We will be doing um, the same old crap that we tout around. We'll be taking phone calls and, and yeah. playing silly games. Will and you playing... be playing any videos, uh, my, my comedy ones you've got on? Won't be playing any of your comedy videos, no. No. Uh, no, no. We don't want to scare the audience away. Like so that's, the ones you did on YouTube. Thing. Yeah. So mm. that's happening, and then and it's on Saturday, July mm. the... 20-something, Catherine? Yeah. Just looking at it. You were... 27th. Saturday. It's not a tricky question. All you have to do is look at what the 20-something Saturday was. Is it? There might be a couple of 20-something. Mm. No, but I, I said it was 26th or 27th. All you have to do is narrow it down to one of those, you might Oh, why couldn't you have done that? Because I'm... I'm I bought these <gasps> bloody things! So you should know it better. Saturday the 27th, Belfast, we're coming to you. Tickets are not yeah. on sale yet, but they will be on sale soon. Mm-hmm. Shaftesbury's uh, halfway up the country, is it? Near, no, um, it's in the southwest. Uh, is it far from London? Two hours from London. On the train? Yeah. Uh, oh, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, anyway, it cost me a lot of money to get there. Yeah, though, no, it? don't come. It cost me too much money. Yeah, it cost you too much love. We'll, we'll kill, kill you. you. Just as sure as not at all. What have you got for us tonight, Nights? Because we've got a lot well, of people who are normally banned calling in. It's a Titanic song, but it's not, it's not over the top of that girl. This is a different backing. A, uh, my, uh, a different backing. Yeah, I don't think. do it over the top of that girl. No. no, no. So it's like that porn <laughs> for the blind. This is a shorter version, but I think it's rather good. Beautiful. So if I can do that, sing this to, uh, to that young lady. Please do. Which no, one? she's gone. Angela's oh, gone. I was going to talk to her, wasn't I? Yeah, she's gone. I think she got she's scared. She's gone because she heard I was going to sing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she has. <laughs> no, not really. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think it is because of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fire away then. Here we go. I'll t- I've got... Here we go. Ladies Here we and go. gentlemen, here's Nigel with one of his songs. Go. I hope you enjoy it. Oh. Sounds a lot like Carrick Fergus. He likes a penny whistle, doesn't he? Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Celine Dion. No, 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 no. Has he put extra echo on it? No, that's too bad to broadcast. We'll come back to him in a minute and tell him we played the whole thing. That's awful. I mean, not the singing is great, but the quality is very poor. Good evening, Clive, in the Netherlands. Oh, Bob. How are you? Very well, Clive. What have you got? I can't do a Netherlands accent. And what have you got for us? Those crazy Dutch guys. Crazy guys. What have you got? What? And I ain't gay, just to be clear. We didn't say you were Dutch. We didn't say you were gay. What? What would? What, why did you say gay? Well, you know, from my last call, there's a lot of uh, undertones and a lot of implications. That okay. Well, I'm going anyway. to I'm going to imply that you're, 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 you've gone. Let's just see how he's getting um, on there. Still banging on. Let's go to um, someone riding high in the band bingo list. It's the guy who, when I was feeling very depressed. Told me I should kill myself. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show one of the biggest a-holes that's ever called in. It's John from Highbury. John, over to you. Hello. It was worth waiting. Ian, you're a legend. It was worth the way to speak to you. It's a pleasure to speak. Okay, what would you like to say, John? 
normally banned because you're one of the the, the um, most horrible callers I've ever had the misfortune to speak to. But tonight we're putting our differences to one side. Shut up, let me finish, and then you can speak, you rude man. We're putting our differences to one side, and we're allowing the banned callers, the nasty callers, the mean callers, the callers that make fun of mental health and suicide um, to come on the show. So, John, over to you, buddy. My mother told me to explain myself. She always teach me, please explain yourself so people can understand. So if I have a chance, I will explain myself. I called you in, and you made it like you didn't hear me. And I wanted to prove a point that you are listening to me. So I said something, a comment, stupid, true, stupid. I was stupid. But I did it in a response being offended, which is normal human reaction. Tell me if you are not like that. No. We are all that. Oh, you're not finished? Sorry, you carry on. I'll wait till you're finished, because yeah. I'm being polite. So, so, when I tested, and I said that, and I knew you are listening, all of a sudden, you heard what I said. So that was all. It was just a plain, simple, punch-to-punch, average joke guy in the street, fair and square. I was not rude. I was not. Can I speak yet? Yeah, or you, you still go? You carry on. Go on. No, no. I, I want to listen to you. I want to listen to you. Okay. I want to be fair. Okay. Well, it was it was rude. Um, no, I'm not like that. You asked if I was if I would do something like that. No, not not something like that. I would I would be much I would be much more clever in what I did. I would either take the hint and not call him, or I would be I would be significantly cleverer. Than you were, and deliver de- deliver a line that was was witty, was incisive, and didn't um, take the mick out of the person's suicidal tendencies and the biggest killer of young men in this country. That's that's how I would have handled it. And it sounds it sounds like an apology, but it's missing it's missing one one word. The, and the word important word is to tell you, but I never told you. That I do work with broken kids. No, no, it's it's no, 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 no. It sounds like an apology, but it's missing yeah. one word for it to be an actual apology. And the apology would be when there's going to be an admission on your part that you're ignoring me. And yeah, I was ignoring. I was ignoring you. I was ignoring you. Yeah, yeah. fine. Now so it, the it, listeners it, don't know about that. The the, the, well, don't they do because the I'm listeners <laughs> they don't know that you're playing a game with me, they, and you're allowed to play a game. It's your show. Yeah, I know. They d- John, listen, don't know one one part. They, don't yeah, they do, John. John, they do because me. John, they do because they heard it. They heard. They heard it. Um, it so yeah, I was. That I'm speaking to the world. Okay, John. They, they, they hear that. Okay, John. They heard it, but those that listened to it heard it. Those that didn't listen to it don't care. If you are prepared to say that you have offended me, I'm prepared to say. I've offended you back. No, you've already said. No, ah, aha! You've already said. You've already said you've offended me. So it's one nil to me. Uh, no, I'm not going to say I offended you. I'm going to say yes. I was pretending I couldn't hear you. Now it sounded like you were making an apology there, John. And I, I, I will accept your apology once you say that one word. There's just one word you've got to say to make it an official apology. And you know that's meaningless. If you, I can say apologize a million times. Like no, it's not apologize. That's not the word. There's one word you've got to say. That makes it an official apology. I tell you, I feel for you, and I would never, uh, I would never suggest something like that if I if I knew. Uh, I would, I would, I would 
think you're you're in that situation. I don't talk to people like that. We're getting there. I never. I we're never talk there. to people like you that. Say, it's getting so. Attend. We're can so I, close to an interject. So so far, John. So John. So far, what? John. Hello, John. 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 It's Catherine still now. Hi. Hi. John. So far, I'm I'm trying to help you out. So far, what we're getting is a justification. Now, for an apology, there needs to be one very important word. Uh, uh, it needs to be only if somebody is trying to gain an advantage. I'm not, not trying to gain Ah, is that anything. what it's about? Is it about being right or is it about winning? It's not winning. Okay. No, not do you know what? Side. Do you I'm know not, what? I'll do I'm, it. I'm John? A I'm do, a loser in your John, eyes. I, p- I pity the broken kids that you work with because um, I think you're a horrible man. But no, I'm, the big, I'm the bigger man out of the two of us. John... No, I'm really, I'm, John, I'm really sorry that I pretended that I couldn't hear you. Um, I think, I, I, I don't think it's genuine. It is. It, it is. I don't it feel, is. I don't feel, well, that just I shows. Feel, <laughs> I don't feel that you have treated me that way all these months John? by pretending uh, and never admitting it to it. John, I'm now a big. you are admitting to it. J- yeah, John. But, but I, you don't have to. You <laughs> hang, on, hang on, hang on. You're the boss. John. I'm sorry for pretending I couldn't hear you on the radio. Yes. And and I'm sorry that I don't know a lot about music, so I've not much had to offer to the show. Okay. So you see what happened there? I apologize for my part and you couldn't apologize for your part. And, and because I, you're I, a mean I, you're I, a mean, I, selfish guy and I no, pity the broken so kids you, you work with, whatever stupid, broken means. I was a responder. <laughs> I did not attack you. I would. I John, John, myself. you told a person very who well. you. John, here we go. Very John, well. John, you weren't being attacked. He John. was playing, and everyone saw John, it as a game. John, John, on many occasions. John, John, many occasions John, by you. John, John, yes. ca- calm down. Very calm. rude. John, very rude. John, calm down, dude. What's, why are you so angry? Here's the thing: you, knew, you, you told a guy who you knew had suicidal tendencies to kill himself. Hey, listen, if you think that's acceptable, then I don't think you should be working with kids. Simple as that. But my apology still stands because I'm the bigger man of the two. Two nil to me. You win. Okay. You speak to the parents of these kids, and they'll tell you who is rude, me or you. No, I think you're. A, I think you're a scumbag. But I don't think you should be working with kids. You no, know, it's so easy for you to throw around these terms because you're not liable. You can do whatever you like. I'm not liable. You know, I mean, nobody is holding it against you. All what? you have to do when you go to bed, you you can think about it if you're right or wrong. John, John, I'm at your disposal. <sighs> you can say whatever term you like on me. I think you're a scumbag. And nobody to answer to. I think right? you're a, I think you're a scumbag because you told a man who you knew had been suicidal. To kill himself. Hey, listen, John. If you think that's acceptable behaviour, if you think that's just banter, well, that's fine, brother. I've not got. I can. I. I it's not my soul that's dark. That's yours. If you think that's acceptable, why do we that's have to talk about things we disagree on? Why do you hate me so much? What does that favourite term of yours? You hate me. You hate me. You hate me. I don't hate you. I didn't say. I don't hate man. you. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't why hate do you, you. Why do you speak as... Why do you hate me? He's coming up next. Why do you say so much devilish terms on me? I'm just a... a every you're a scumbag. I'm sure you'll shake my hands. I'm sure we get on pretty well. You're a scumbag. I don't, I don't need your attention. But then why I do you phone every single show. night, despite being banned for the last two months? I phone once in two weeks. I don't bullshit. Every single That's night. bullshit. That's a lie. <laughs> I see why. <laughs> I That's see. A lie. Of course, it's a lie. Why did you spend the first no hour, John? The radio. John, think you're right. John, calm down. You're very angry. I hope you're not this angry with the kids. Why did you spend the no, first hour of the? Sh- why did you spend the first hour of the show phoning up? Because I wanted to have this Robbie make peace between us, and you couldn't. You're a coward. You bought it. <laughs> but I've let you come on. 
I've let no, you no, come no. on. He said, when he's going to go, I'm going to let under bank call us. Night like you don't charge you. But you now. started calling no. before. You started calling before I said that I was going to lift the ban on callers. Yeah, I thought this guy's, uh, you know, he doesn't know me. Maybe you listen to the story, maybe you say, you know what, hang on. John, you're, John, you're ranting far. like a lunatic. You co- were calling in before I said I was going to lift the ban on callers. You call in yes, most yes. nights, I man. I tried. I tried. OK, I well, listen, I've answer. said sorry for my part, and you think yeah. it's acceptable to tell someone who's suicidal never, to kill... Never, ever. You did it, though, Very mate. Very bad. You did it. Very bad to say that. You did it. You Very did it. You actually, you actually told someone and who you I knew was... It, John! And John! John, well, I would I never... John, let me finish, because we're having a conversation, trying to, yeah. but you're a very rude man. Um, I, would never, well, I would never say anything so mean to someone who's suicidal, you should go and kill yourself. That's an outrageous thing to say. And I, I, my personal opinion is I, I, you can't say sorry because you're too proud, and I don't think that someone who can't apologise and who I, I makes fun of suicidal... Let me finish. Let me finish, and you'll come, let me finish and you'll come in. I never said that. John, go back to the tape. John, I said you should have done it. John, yeah, OK, all right, John, now, now we're, asking, we're arguing about semantics. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Let me finish, and then you can come back, mate, because I'm, I'm a great guy, and, right. and you're a scumbag, right? I love you, man. Yeah, OK, I don't want your love, because your love is tainted. Um, no, no, I'm not. I'm I not. don't think someone... I like you as a man. I think you're a smart guy. And that's why I listen to you. Wow! Dirty pervert. OK, here's the thing. I just think that someone who can't say sorry, when someone else says sorry, the other person is, is too pri- pr- full of pride to say sorry, and thinks it's OK to tell someone who they know is suicidal that they should, they should have killed themselves, to do it, whatever it was you said. I just think that someone like that, I, I wouldn't want you working with my kids because I think that that's a scumbag thing to say. That's all I'm saying, mate. Just calm now, down. When I hang up, when, I, when you go off the call, would you make a negative comment towards me? Oh, that stupid guy, that's I know I'm doing it to your face it's, on it's, the it's, call. You know, I'm doing it during the call. You're a scumbag. No, and I, how bad is that? For a person asking an apology like you're God or something, well, I apologise to you. Well, this is not a game, me and you. It's not a point-scoring match. But yeah, I you, but <laughs> stupid to tell somebody to kill themselves. You, you could, but and you I did it. Said it to you. But John, you did it, mate. You did it. We know. Everyone knows you did it. It went out in the podcast. Everyone knows. I mean, maybe the wording was slightly different, but we know. Come on, man. Here's the thing. And that's it. No, there's no new page. You're not, you don't want. You're not coming. If you don't want, you don't want. You don't have to. You know. No. John, you won't be coming on. Out, you, know? you won't be coming on the show again that's after tonight. It's absolutely fine. We well, clean it up, man. Stop we phoning. Up. Then stop phoning every every single night. I don't need phone. I haven't phoned the radio station for thirty years. I'll just listen to you. But you phone every. You phone every single. You're such a. We haven't cleared it up. Well, we've cleared up that I've apologised for pretending. We're John, there. we're getting John, there. We're getting there. What a rude man. Maybe I'll show off one of your events and we'll shake hands. We'll be everything. No, you'll be, you, you, you won't touch me because I, I don't want a scumbag touching me. But here's the thing. Yeah, I won't tell you who, who I am. I look, I, I look pretty smart. And that's not weird, is it? That's not weird. Well, you're going to no, turn up. Uh, you're going to stalk me now. That's not a weird thing. No, no, I'm not going to call John, you again because I've cleared it up with you. I bet For you call. Part, I bet I you call again. Well, J- John, here's what? the thing. John, all, all I'm saying I'm is I'm not going to call you again because I only wanted to get my chance to correct myself. I don't want you your chest. I thank you. I don't need you to He's lie. Gonna to me. He's going to hang up. No problem. He's going to hang up. Is he going to hang up? Okay. Here's the thing, John. All I'm saying is right. I apologised for pretending I couldn't hear you. Because that's obviously very important to you, to, to, for me to acknowledge that I was pretending I couldn't hear you, OK? Right. I apologise for that. But the fact that you can't apologise for telling a suicidal person that they should have done it, they should kill themselves, says to me 
that you are a scumbag and that I would not allow you to work with my kids. That's all I'm saying, mate. And you get very upset about no, that. No, no, what I'm saying, if you're a person that understands somebody's hurt and pain, you would understand not to judge me. I judge you. I judge you. I judge you very poorly. John, you don't understand John you're talking about understanding someone's hurt and pain, having told someone who is suicidal, <laughs> arguably the most in pain you can get. Oh, I'm loving this. That you should have done it. Have a little word with yourself. Have a word with yourself, John. Have a word with yourself. Have a word with yourself, dude. Just have a word with yourself. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it was great. It's great. It's just okay. great. I look forward great to you phoning in again and us not answering the phone because the the I'm ban has been lifted. Again. I promise you, I'm not. I'm not a stalker, and I don't need you to approve me. You just threatened to, to turn up at one of my shows and anonymously. I've in your bad books. Actually, on YouTube, there's an eight-minute clip between me and you, and I'm labelled Root Caller John. Yeah, that's I don't it. Know why I could, you're I'm right. Do you know what? That you. is out of order, John. Talk radio John and. YouTube. John, do you know what? John, 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 you're right. John, you're right. You're right. And I apologise. Here we go. I can do it again because I'm a big guy. John, John, if you listen, I didn't know it had been labelled as. Was it? What did they call you? It's a new, the root caller, John. With I apologise. You listen. You should listen to it. I don't listen. I don't listen to the show again because it's rubbish. John, no, John, 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 listen on YouTube. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, John. I didn't know that was up there as rude caller, John. I apologise. Okay, uh, I apologise. Hang on, I apologise. Yeah, and I will change that. I will get that changed. I will check it tomorrow. Yeah, I will change it. Yes or no? I will change it to scumbag, scumbag caller John. I will change it to. I will change it to scumbag caller John, who shouldn't be allowed to work with kids because of his dark soul. Well, whatever you're going to say, and I'm going to be tested a different way, not in a stupid radio show. They've got about five <laughs> listeners, me and Nigel and, and okay. Susan. But, but, yet you, but yet you keep listening all the time. This is the I weird thing. You, man. I'm telling you, I like the show. Okay, You're John. just providing me entertainment. Oh, okay. That's all. Okay, That's John. All. That's all it is. It's filler. All it is is filler like until we die. Much. Listen, we're friends and hard. No, we're not I friends. I can't. I can't Listen, stand you. Listen, good luck you. with your hate. You hate a lot of people. I don't hate you. I don't hate you, but I don't, I don't like you. I have no... I don't hate anyone. Anyone. Even people hate me. There's no, my mother teach me not to hate anybody, and I don't hate anybody. There's no such a thing as hating a person. If you hate, you hate somebody's, somebody's behavior. You don't hate a person. You hate me personally. I have no clue why. But that's your predicament. You can hate whoever you like. Thanks for your call, John. Look forward to you calling in tomorrow night and not getting on the air. Um, Nigel's still... Uh, Nigel, are you there? No, I'm still here. We couldn't hear it, Nigel. The quality was awful. Oh, it was too loud. It was too it was it was too loud. It was distorting, and we couldn't hear it. Yeah. Do you want to try it again? Uh, well, I can go if you want. But quieter. Yeah, just turn it down a but smidge. Yeah, yeah, but I've got to turn it back on again. I, I I agree what you said. No one should be told to kill themselves. No, they shouldn't. It's it's, it's shameful, and the fact that someone it, can't uh, can't it. appreciate that that's um, um that's a bad thing to say. Just often often make people do it. No, well. exactly. No, no, it, um, it just seems obvious to me. If it was me and someone said that, you, know, you, you <laughs> just don't know what's in your mind, do you? I enjoyed that call a lot, though. Mm. Um, all right, Nigel, listen, let's do the song tomorrow, mate. Oh, just got it ready. No, it's OK, we'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow, yeah. Thanks very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. we've got another band caller coming up soon. If you're banned... You've got 35 minutes to, to come on the air. 
Um, uh, and then that's it. That's it. The door is closed. Uh, good evening, Michelle. Michelle is not a band caller. Yay! <laughs> First time caller. I've not called you before. Well, well, you could get banned, Michelle, if you carry on with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? You're right. I'm fine. I just wanted to ring up and say that I've been catching the end of the show over the last couple of nights, and your show is just so different oh. to everything else on the radio. And it's like you're sat next to somebody at a restaurant, you're listening to people chat. Oh, and you're it's one of those. <laughs> You're a little snoopy snoop. Oh, no, they're the best conversation. She's the snoop snoop. One of those ones when you sat with a partner and they start saying something, you go, shh, 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 no, I'm listening to them. Yeah. Ian, tell her about the seat that I always choose in the restaurant. What seat? I always sit so I can face oh, everyone yeah. so I can check out yeah, exactly get, what's you going get, on. You get the good seat. Oh, yes. Yeah, do you yeah. two, are you two going out together? No, but we do sometimes oh. eat together. No. Jeez. Oh. I'm sorry, I was a bit personal. That was a little bit personal. No, I'm fine. happy, I'm to, I'm happy to, to, to fill the situation. I'm divorced and Catherine is married. I'm sorry about that. That's There's all right. going on. No, no, no. That's, but the people assume that when, when the man and woman work together, it's like Holly yeah. Willoughby and Philip Schofield. They must be at it. Yeah, of course they are. Like knives. <laughs> Do you reckon? Is that the No, I don't reckon. Before we get sued, Tell you no. what, though. Ant and Deck, definitely. Defo. <laughs> 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 I did like Nigel's song though. I'm sure I've heard Nigel before. Nigel, you will have heard. Nigel's been phoning radio shows for the last 25 years, but it was just it was just distorting a little bit too much for us tonight. Uh, you know, normally we it's a little bit uh, softer on the ear, but I was struggling to make it out. That's why we kind of had to let that go. But he'll be back tomorrow. He'll be uh, he'll he'll phone in with another one tomorrow. No, it'll be the same one. Um, oh, how many songs has he got? Three. Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's, there's that one, Carrick Fergus, and it's a Frank Sinatra one. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Carrick oh. Fergus is quite something. Yeah, I've not heard that. I'll have to be oh, tuned in towards you. Yeah. Mate, you will. please, please. No. <laughs> Do you reckon he's single? Uh, <laughs> well, what makes you say that? <laughs> no, he's going out of a lady that lives in a tent. No, it depends what day it is, because he met a woman <laughs> at the surgery as well, didn't he? Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Bless him. So, mm. Nigel's a very romantic man. He finds love on every corner. Not like that. That's wrong. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Michelle, you seem to be, um, I'm guessing you're single and you're looking for love. We can we can fix you up with one of the callers, definitely, but I, I just think you deserve well, better. No, I don't know. No, I don't. Well, if there's somebody nice out there, it wouldn't, no. I wouldn't mind. Oh, no, there's nobody that, nice out there. No. <laughs> we don't have that. Nobody Hang on a second. No, I... Gary! Hello. Are you nice? Define nice. Define nice. He sounds nervous. He sounds nervous. He sounds murderous. No, nervous. Nervous. Would you not? You don't want a nervous lover. Not not really. He sounds a bit all over the place. Oh, not in that way. You can't nerve hands. I mean, that's just not right. Gosh, that's a lot of um, information to draw from. How many words has Gary said? About three. (laughs) Three, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Gary, are you are you nervous, Gary? Um, incredibly, yes, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is a, a big experience, you know. Uh, literally, I think it's Gary's first call as well, and we've we've put him on with a, a, a sex maniac. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> well, Michelle, keep listening. And, I will. Um, if you if hear anything you fancy, call back in. Call back in. <laughs> all, all right. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank Gary. you, Michelle. Bye bye. Tatty bye. Good evening, Gary. Uh, good evening. Yeah, I, I heard that um, that guy John previously say you have five listeners. I just wanted to register myself as number six. Yay! Yay! Here we go. In we'll your do. face. We'll do that. If number seven and eight want to call in as well, then you'd be very, very welcome. Uh, we've not spoken before, have we, Gary? 
Oh, we, we, we have a long time ago in, in, on a different station in a different world. Oh, go um, on. What's that? What's which, which station? Absolute or LBC? Oh, no, I, 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 I met you one time when um, you decided to wrestle a listener uh, oh. on, uh, on Absolute, I think. Uh, yes, I wrestled I wrestled a, a listener. I destroyed it. I destroyed that guy. It was over yeah. very quickly. Um, what, d- d- you came and watched that, did you? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. mate. Well, thank you very much. That was, um, God, that was... Uh, you, you bought me a pint afterwards, so, you know, I'm, I'm forever in your debt. Oh, there um, we go. Look at that. There were pints involved. I wasn't drinking, but there were pints involved. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I remember I had a cigar. You must have been feeling victorious. I was feeling very victorious, and so I, I bought some people some drinks. Did, did we go to a pub afterwards, then? We we, we did, and then, then you pissed off on the tube because you had to do some voice recording somewhere. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, I remember that. I remember. Go- I remember going to a, a booze. It was like so- it was sort of um, Soho way somewhere, wasn't it? I, somewhere like that. Um, oh well, well, well. Thank you, Gary. It's appreciated. I hope you enjoyed that pint. If you're up for a second one, tough. You'll have to. It's your round. Oh no, bollocks to that. Okay. All right. Well, you're potty mouth. All right. Well, anything else apart from being caller number six? Um, no, no. It's just uh, Ross Tatsell made me uh, made me ring up. Um, uh, and now he probably owes me a point as well. So, you know, I'm just collecting many a point. Gary is a booze hound. He's a minesweeper. He is going around getting as many free beers as he can. Ross, thank you very much. Um, let's try this one. Hello, line two. Yep, you're too slow. OK, it's band night where we lift the band. It's a new irregular feature that Sam, I think, thinks is a terrible idea. And I'm, he's probably right. Um, if you're a band caller, you've got 30 minutes to give us a call. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand. It's Alistair. He's banned. Oh, hi guys. Good evening, Alistair. Evening. I'm ringing up, uh, of course, very apologetically. Don't need no need uh, to apologise. Alistair was banned for calling us effing C's. I think yeah. three times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Are you on Twitter? Uh, not uh, no. We well, I am. Yes, of course, but uh, I can't access your or. Um, Yours or Catherine's tweet. Have, have you been... When, when did Catherine Bank block you? Oh, uh, under sledge, she blocked me at the weekend, I think. Right. OK. Well, then now we put that puts us in a very difficult position. Um, because you te- you tweeted something to Catherine a while ago. No, to you. To me. Yeah. OK, a while ago. Um, about something... I'm treading very carefully for legal reasons... Um, about something you had done that you said was going to get you a visit from the police. Oh, yeah, I emailed you, I think, or something, didn't, no, yes. didn't email me. Um, and uh, that actually happened. You actually did that, didn't you? Well, I was involved with the police at some point, yes. Right. Did you phone in a bomb threat to talk sport? No. No. Definitely not. No, I didn't do that. Absolutely. Because now will be the time to, 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 for everybody to put their cards on the table. Now, now is the time to put their cards on the table. No, I mean, um, a few years ago, right, I did... Um, I was cautioned for a bomb threat that that was nothing to do with radio. Not 
quite sure why drumming out the uh, rhythm to Louie Louie on a um, a nice day highlighter is going to uh, help anything. Because there is a tweet that Catherine received. No, it's, it was in your um, it was in your stream and. And and it was an apology for doing something that's that led to an alert in this this building. Alistair. Yeah. I, I don't know I don't know what that is. I mean, you know, um obviously I do apologise a lot after my Yeah, we don't care uh, about that. That's done, that's dusted. Um, yeah, but um, I don't think so. But um, obviously, I stand corrected if you can tell me about it. I, I can't remember it. Can you find the tweet? I've got. I screenshotted it, so let me have a look. Because uh, obviously, the boss needed to know about it. But do you really want to do this, Alistair? Or do you, you know, is there something you want to say? Well, I, obviously, I mean, you know, with my problems, I've I do have memory lapses, and, and maybe if I did something, uh, maybe I did. Uh, is, um, it, is your is your is your Twitter name without doing all of it? Is it Sledge? Yes. Right. So there's a tweet here from the 9th of December. Sorry, Ian and Kath, I just issued a bomb threat, so we'll be arrested soon. Love you guys. Of course, I'm just pissed and idiotic. There is no bomb. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah that so. that that yeah. That day there was a bomb threat at the building. Well, I mean, a, a separate <laughs> bomb threat. You mean? No, <laughs> some coincidence, isn't it? No, I. It was just a tweet. I didn't do anything. I didn't ring or anything like that. All right, Alistair. How many of yeah. these conversations do we need to have before you realise that you got to clean up? Because you're going to get yourself in serious trouble, even, or, or you'll be dead. Even tweeting a bomb threat is—you can get arrested for that, mate. Right? Yeah. So no. I don't. Hey, okay, maybe, maybe it's just a coincidence, right? And we've had to pass this on to the, our boss, who will take it to the police, of course. Maybe it's just a coincidence that that day. There was a bomb threat issued, and and the police had to come in. Maybe it's a coincidence. All right, fine. If, or maybe you know more about it. And you don't want to say. That's not so cool. No, I mean it was just the trees. I really do think it okay. was just the trees. Here's the thing that is okay. If, but it's obviously wrong for me to say that. I realise. Yeah, it's, it's it's very wrong. Very very wrong. Um, Somewhere, I was in a meeting today. I've started going to other fellowships, right? And here's the thing, and I'm th- thinking about this. Everyone knows about AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Yeah. Everyone, most people know about NA, Narcotics Anonymous. Did, did you know there are um, a, a, anonymous meetings for, um, for... There's GA for Gamblers Anonymous. There's DA for Debtors Anonymous. There's OA for Overeaters Anonymous. There's SAA for Sex Addicts Anonymous. There's um, SLAA for Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. There's all these... And there'll be more as well. There's all these different fellowships that don't get the attention. But actually, they could save a lot of lives. And I've started going to a couple of other fellowships as well as NA and AA, right? um, Because my life is is spiralling out of control. 
and I'm causing harm to um, a lot of good people because I'm not, you know, because I'm not, I'm not living uh, the moral and ethical life that I b- would like to lead, and I, I don't treat people with the respect they deserve. Right? That's putting it very mildly. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm dressing the issues. This doesn't in any way make up for what I've done. That is a different thing. Um, but it, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I don't repeat the same mistakes. And I went to a meeting in another fellowship tonight, and someone said, someone said, I couldn't do this on my own. He got, it hit me. He said, he sat there and said, I couldn't do this on my own. I couldn't get clean and sober on my own, right? And he could have been talking about anything. He could have been talking about food. He could have been talking about sex. He could have been talking about drugs. He could have been talking about alcohol. And I'm doing my step two in Narcotics Anonymous. Today, I'm writing my step two. We came to believe that there are a higher power greater than us that could restore us to sanity. It's not about Jesus or God. It's just accepting that we cannot do this on our own. And here's the thing. Alistair, I couldn't stop taking drugs on my own. I couldn't, I, I cannot, it would appear, stop doing other behaviours that are unhealthy on my own, right? You can't get sober on your own. So stop giving me this bullshit that you're not going to go to AA, that you're seeing your doctor, that you've got an alcohol therapist, that you're doing all this. You need to go to meetings. If you want to get clean, if you want to put the bottle down, if you want to stop issuing bomb threats, either on Twitter, I don't know about the phone, it seems like a coincidence to me, but if you want to stop pissing me and Catherine off, if you want to stop getting cautioned by the police, if you want to stop having people ignoring you and banning you from radio shows, you cannot do this on your own. Go to meetings. Go to two, three, five, seven meetings a day. Do 90 meetings in 90 days. Get a sponsor. Do some flipping work. Otherwise, you're going to die lonely, skin and drunk. That's my suggestion to you. I agree. I don't... Don't say it. Do it. Don't say it. Do it. Phone up AA. Go to a meeting tomorrow. Find a meeting tomorrow. Go to a meeting. Go to three meetings tomorrow. All right. Alistair, the band still stands, right? I understand that. The band still stands, but I don't hate you. Um, I know. I'm just, as I said to my boys at the weekend, I'm not angry with you. I am disappointed in you. I understand that. Sort yourself out. Yeah. Give us a call when you've got a year sober. How about that? And thank you to you and Catherine. All right. I don't want your thanks. I don't want your apologies, right? You Uh, show us. Yeah. Speak to us when you tell speak to us when you've got six months sober, when you're getting your six month chip, all right? All right, mate, thank you. Thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's the band season on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Paul Ross is on in fifteen minutes. You want to give out the number to NA? Uh no AA. AA, sorry, yes. There's also NA. You can Google that. We're focusing on Alcoholics Anonymous for obvious reasons. The National Helpline is free and it's 0800 91 77 650. That's 0800 91 77 650. Right. Um, you could, anyone can call us. You don't have to be banned to call us, but if you're banned, you've got another 12 minutes to call us. Chance of a lifetime. I'm enjoying this. It's, it is. We're all three of us, me, Catherine, and Sam, are all kind of sat here with our toes and hands clenched, feeling very, very uncomfortable. And that 
that for me I think is great radio when when the hosts and hopefully the listeners feel really uncomfortable are frozen with fear and really want to switch it off <laughs> that to me is the best radio Hey, both cats sat on my lap today at the same time. And you didn't have to, like, cover yourself in tuna or no, anything? No, that's a first. I made them hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, what did they think of that? Not a lot. <laughs> Lucky. Doesn't taste them much, does it? Well, because I, I want... Here's the thing. Velvet, I want to put on weight. So yeah. I'm just looking at ways to give her different, more exciting foods. And, I, and also, I want the girls, to, the kittens, to, yeah, you know, have some fun food. We're getting... We're having chicken tomorrow, all four of us. <laughs> um, so I want Velvet to put on some more weight. So I'm just trying different things to, and, and, it's, uh, and it's stuff you can feed cats and you can feed them eggs you can do eggs so i did hard-boiled eggs and um lucky didn't like it i think it was maybe I, I cooled it down but i think it may have still been a bit hot so mucky was kind of doing it and then i later on i went into the next room and there was like egg everywhere where they just like dragged it out <laughs> velvet had some of it but not a lot here's the thing though um and velvet's 20 next month. Just to say, I mean, Velvet does take her time over her meals, yeah. which is sometimes her undoing because yeah. the others will jump Come in. in. Whereas the kittens, they're like, they're, it's like a plague of locusts. Yeah. But um, They're trying to get in the bag when you're tipping it out. But here's the thing, for to help cats, old cats put on weight, you give them kitten dry food. Uh-huh. Because kitten dry food has got a load of fat in it. It's got more fat in it because so you help trying kittens to build up. up. A, yeah. So I've ordered some, some kitten dry food for Velvet. Tomorrow we're all have everyone's having chicken. Got four pieces of chicken. <laughs> I'm having one, and the cats are going to have the wow. other three bits of chicken. Um, are you cooking it the same? They're going to have like cooking it all the same. Chips and beans. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, then both kittens came and sat on my lap today while I was trying to work. It was incredible, and they lay on top of each other, licking each other. I think they were sitting on your lap so they could have a quick word with you about the egg I thing. Think so. <laughs> um, and also now I leave. The, I have the cat flap open. It's not open tonight. But the cat flapper's open. Oh, it worries me so much, those girls. Those girls being out there. I've got the train line that literally runs through the, 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 the end of the back garden. There's a train line. Um, and I've now taken a habit of every time the train goes past, just waving. Oh, like the railway children. Yeah, I wave. I've not seen the railway children, <gasps> so I don't know. Oh, you've got to see it. Um, let's go to... Um, um, Flippinette, right? Here's the thing. I lent um, some sheets and pillowcases and bedding to a friend of mine, right? And the pillowcases came back with, like, holes cut in them. What? Yeah, my friend Liam Neeson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. What an idiot. What an idiot. He's doing promo for a film. The film's getting cancelled everywhere because he wants to go and beat up a black bee. Uh, <laughs> I think he was trying to make a really subtle point which is probably worth making but no. it was the most ham-fisted no. example. I don't believe he was pr- prowling the streets. Tr- I don't believe it. No, no, the thing is it's, right, I don't, uh, is he a racist? Probably not, I don't know. But that is an incredibly racist thing. Yeah. So, here's the thing, you tell me you've been raped, okay? What colour was he? <laughs> yeah, true. S- sorry, what? No, I've been ra- What colour was he? It, it, it was it was a black fella, but I don't know. Right, I'm gonna go and walk the streets of Ireland with a cosh for a week, and hope a black bee bumps into me so I can kill him. That's racist. Yeah. That's racist. Because, you know whether he's a racist or not. Generally, I don't know. Right. He seems that, to have had an awakening. But that's racist. After a week, though. That's that's racist. I've been angry with black people. I've been angry with white people. I've been angry with Chinese people. I've been angry, but if I get angry with a Chinese person, it doesn't mean I want. I want. I spend a week wanting to murder 
a random Chinese person. It just means I'm angry with that person. A white person annoys me. It doesn't mean I spend a week with a cosh down my trouser leg going, oh, I want to murder just one white bastard walk into me and I'm going to murder them. Gustav, it's racist. And, you know, and he's backtracking and he's backtracking and, you know, you know what? A, you shouldn't have done it. B, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have said it, right? You know, if you've done it, okay, don't say it. Um, It's a really old-fashioned, lame... It's him trying to be hip and cool and talk about revenge and it's blown up in his face and good because it's racist. You've been, you've been raped. What colour was he? I mean, uh... come on, man! He was black, Liam, but I don't... Hey, I've got to go. You've been gone for a week, Liam. Where have you been waiting for a black bastard to walk into? It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a racist act. Wanting to murder a black person because a different black person attacked your friend is racist. It's as simple as that, man. It's as simple as that. Um, good evening, Brad. Hello. Hello, Brad. Hi. Um, I phoned you a few times over the last few months, and I've probably been a bit slurry, and I am a little bit tonight. Um, I started AA three weeks ago, and I just wanted to say it's the scariest thing to do, to walk through that door for the first time. Isn't it? But once you do it, I mean, I'm still drinking, uh, you know, but I am getting off it slowly. But anybody out there, you really... You're, you're going to meet the kindest, nicest people you'll ever meet in your life by walking through that door. How do you feel? Because here's the thing that puts a lot of people off before they go in, and sometimes after they've been in once, and they go, nah. Because there is a lot of talk of God. Yeah. How um, did that sit with you? Well, this they, they, they kind of do it through the 12 steps, and this week was the second step, which was the real godly thing in the, the Almighty and allowing yourself to... So, yeah, that is a little bit of a tricky one. Isn't it? So a lot of people was, were talking about it and saying that they they found it really, really hard for a lot of, lot of meetings until they actually just said, look, just accept it. You've got to just believe to move on, sort of thing. My, uh, my friend Dave, I don't see anymore, actually. I haven't seen him for quite a long time. Um, but he kind of took me under his wing when I started going to NA f- 15 years ago. And I said to him, oh, man, this is God. It's God. I, what, I don't believe in God. And he said, don't, don't believe then. Don't believe. Just keep coming to the meetings and, and deal with that when, when you have to deal with it. You know, he said, don't, don't, don't worry about the God stuff. Ignore it. It's, it's not Christian. It's not Buddhist. It's not Muslim. It's not religious. It's nothing. Here's what I think they should do. Here's, here would be my suggestion if I got to go to the AA headquarters is I would change... Um, because um, they spell God, capital G O D. I'd spell it with a small G. I'd turn it to a small G. Yeah, um, somebody, you know, when they, they do the, like, the, the, they, they have their talk and people sort of, oh, yeah, that was a really good talk and everything. And they sort of speak. And somebody actually said that their sponsor said, you, you've got to deceive to believe, to be honest with you, at the beginning. You've just got to not worry about that sort of side Take of it. it. To make it. Thank you to make it. That's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you have to, because um, I'm not really religious at no, all. No, but it's, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. It's not religious. It's like it's like a higher power. It's like it could be like a tree. You know, your higher power can be a tree or the universe or the group or you know, like a puppy or something. It can be. It's not. It's not an old dude sat there on a cloud stroking his beard. 
No, I mean, for the first, for the last 20 years since I think the a census came out and they were, the internet was pretty new for people in their homes and the, the Star Wars film came out, I've been classed as a Jedi Knight. Oh, so, yeah. there we go. So, so I can I can have Yoda as my yeah. higher power. Right? There you go, that'll do, that'll do, as long as it gets you sober. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brad, I appreciate that, and hopefully Alistair is listening, and hopefully Alistair will hear what you're saying. Or if he doesn't, someone will. So thank you for sharing that, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you very much, Ian. Cheers. Touch bye. And, and uh, hang in there. Let's just quickly take Richard, then Paul Ross is... Um... It's all right. You can, you're allowed to speak. Hello. That's it. No more. <laughs> Good evening, Richard. Good evening, Ian. Ian with an A. How you doing? It's, it's what? Richard with an A. Ian with an A. Maybe you should say that all the time. I actually have rung up for just for, to say thank you. I think you, he means Ian. Ian's with two eyes. I think yeah. he might do, yes. It doesn't matter. No, I used to say something with Ian with an A years ago. I think it was an LBC. Did I? Maybe I, I did. Who knows? Go on. I rung up just to say thank you. I put the radio on to listen to you and um, couldn't believe it when I heard Robbie Vincent's voice. I was like, wow. Did you enjoy that? I see what they brought back many days of when I was younger when there was a Soul Mafia with Greg Edwards. There we go. Various other people. There we go. Goldmine, Canvey uh, Island. Yeah. Happy days. This is it. This is it. And doesn't Canvey his voice. Caster, mate. Caster is the one. Doesn't his voice sound exactly the same? A little bit jowly. Of course he, it is. He's a bit older, but it sounds exactly the same. He. he um... I brought back a lot of memories listening to him on the radio. Um, well, then there you go. Stopping the tape before the talking went on. But um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you. That was um, made a pleasant surprise to the evening and oh. to hear his voice. And um, we- you are similar to him, you know. But um, this is what I'm talking. Is this the is this is this the, the Captain Boyle Charmon? I'm yeah. not too sure. What? Sorry? Right. Cut, cut, <laughs> cutting this guy off. Get, get out of here, loser. That's when the show's good. He's read my master plan. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Ross. The pincer movement. <laughs> Puckwick and Boyle. <laughs> Paul, Paul Ross is here. And I must say, yeah. with odd synchronicity, only a couple of months ago when you were uh, we were on the Twitter and you were looking for recommendations sort of for the film club, oh, yeah. I was going to recommend The Railway Children. Oh, if you've oh. never seen it, you have a rare treat and delight in store. I don't. I might have seen it when I was really young. I, I have that image of them of them waving the thing because the train line gets blocked or something. You have the mind, Bobby, and the bloomers. And so all that. I think I may have saw it when I was like five oh. or yeah. six. I saw it as a little kid and thought it was boring. I saw it as an older kid and thought, oh, hang on a minute, there's something yeah. here. I saw it last week, maybe oh. the week before, when Cribbins died, yeah. and what? I was in bits. Is Cribbins dead in the film. Bernard Cribbins is dead. Yeah. Is he? He is. Sorry? Yeah, didn't he die the other week? Oh, yeah, he did an autobiography. It was like, was he on your show? No, we tried to get him. No, we tried to get him. Didn't come on now. This could be Mandela effect. Bernard Cribbins isn't dead. Let's hope not. I've got, I've oh, got... he's not dead! Oh, Hooray! For that. You gave me, um, honestly, I've got genuine chills at an element of my... Another element of my childhood oh, disappeared then. Boily. Who's dead then? <laughs> Lots of people, including <laughs> my mother, but not Bernard Cribbins, thankfully. Thanks for rubbing salt in the fresh wound. Blimey, oh, Charlie. Mum took us to see the railway children. Oh, oh, I mean, I've got, I can't do the show. I'm off. You've got to no. do another four hours. So sorry. Not, sorry, Bernard Cribbins. It's, it's Mr. C you've got to apologise to. And no doubt yeah. all the little C's. Mr. Perks. His great-granddaughter's listening. Oh, great-granddad's listening. <laughs> Nobody told us. Catherine, you've got to be so careful with that. You're like Donald I thought, Trump, she, I thought Catherine's one of her many functions is to be your safety net. No, mate. Ah. This is it. Awkward. Paul. 
apart from paying tribute to Bernard Cribbins, yeah, we're doing the big RIP at Bitchwick. <laughs> I mean, what a man, what a legend. We're going to play, we're going to play Hole in the Ground, Right Said Fed, Winkle Picker Shoes, all these masterpieces we'll play. What and else course, have you got on well, the we've show? Got, we are talking uh, jetpacks on the programme with a new inventor who, who believes that we might be able to commute to via jetpack, which I'm looking forward to. Yes. Live from America. But we've got a wonderful woman. He's on American, is he? All oh, right, course, there's a surprise. Of course, yes. you know, but you know, and the time difference works in our favour. We are going to be dipping in and out of President Trump's uh, State of the Union speech throughout the night, just okay. to show willing. But we're also <laughs> going to be hearing from, well, you know, you've got to pretend we're a kind of current affairs station overnight, but I'm not really. I mean, the boss is moaning me about not doing enough news, but. Oh, God. You know, okay. But anyway, I'd, you know, we'd rather do Gail Renard and John Lennon, wouldn't we? Yeah, of course. Well, last night, you know, the wonderful Peter Butterworth and his lovely son. Yeah, yeah. big Coming sharks, that's news. Big sharks, that's right. The oarfish, 11 metres long, we had on last night. Wow. An indicator of harbing, as some people believe, of earthquakes. Not true at all, apparently. But we're talking to a wonderful woman who's written a brilliant book. If you were thinking, if somebody said to you, I'm going to give you a book about embroidery, yeah. you might hit them repeatedly over the head with it. But it's a beautiful book. It's an amazing story. The woman's remarkable. It goes back 30,000 years of history of embroidery. Yeah. And it's about empowering women. She's done it herself. And it's about this kind of wonderful art and craft. And about the Bayer Tapestry, 70 metres long. You can see it in Reading. There's a duplicate in Reading yeah. of the Bayer Tapestry. I've seen it. So we're talking embroidery. So you know, it's an interesting show. Jetpacks and embroidery. Uh, Needlework and jetpacks. Shut up now, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> a, new, a new Bond franchise. Sorry. Paul Ross is up next. This is Talk Nice Radio. is to sew.